Lords and ladies, yeah. welcome to Beyond the Source Wall, issue three. Uh, what was it, Sean? Oh, yeah. The Speedster boys are back in town. The Flashes have reunited, and I'd love to hear about it. Um, but anyway, let's go around the room. Hey, Crave, what's cracking? How you been? How's your hey, week? Not you... much. How, how's the baby? Pretty chill. Yeah. The baby is napping right now. Cool. Kind of. Cool. It's quiet time, so we're just kind of chill in our separate rooms. Oh, I, I can dig it. Um, Sean. We can try. I had to turn the monitor off so we couldn't hear my toddler. Just singing into himself. That's what they do. That's what they do. They occupy just, themselves. He just hates, hates nap time, quiet time with a passion. Don't we? Uh, I think I did too when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Shawnee boy, how yeah. was your week? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. Tired. A lot of alcohol consumed. <laughs> I bet. Um, Ty, what's cracking? Same old, same old. Uh, it's getting better for me. Less fires in my neighborhood, so the air, sky air quality is better. Dramatically better. Now I can walk outside without choking. Yeah, that's other than that, local yeah. fires in your area. Um, they've actually been kind of like dampened lately. Now they're still mostly just in uh, Portland. That would bug me out. Um, it's trippy. Yeah, I bet. Tabs, how was your week? It was good. Nothing to report. You um. Uh, you were picking up, didn't you? Pick up some like uh, some randoms. What did you pick up this week? Uh, my randoms was I picked up uh, one of the reprints for uh, Rogue joins the X Men, uh, McFarland Spider Man, and um, just some back issue bin diving. That was yeah. about it. Dude, I love doing that. Are they like dollar bins, or that's just all over? You know, it's it's all over. I got some Fathom number ones for two bucks, and picked up uh, just a couple other things. You know, zombie tramps and whatnot, just random things that um, Batman the Drowned. You know, yeah, I dug that, that was out. cool. That's neat. I never even so it's a multiversal version of women bats. Batman. Uh, it it's for Dark Knight's metal. So right. I guess when um. You know, the Batman who last first shows up and starts pulling from the multiverse, and it's uh, Earth-11's um, Batman, where everything is is gender-swapped, so it's uh, it's Bryce Wayne, and Batwoman is actually um, Batman, I guess you can say, and Batgirl is a guy, but everybody else is a woman, so it's a, it's a different take. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was actually really interested, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is just an absolute different take on on everything." Oh. This is uh, Dan Abnett doing it, and he was doing Aquaman at the time, so it kind of made sense. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, it was cool to see Aquaman and and uh, Mira. Is it? Um, uh, his yes. wife. Yeah, um, yeah, it was just cool to see that, and then you know, Earth Eleven's Aquaman, or I guess Aqua Lady. <laughs> Oh, it was pretty dark. It was good, though. I like the art on it. One of you guys motivated me to actually pick this up, but I literally ordered it on the last podcast. Like, I was Probably like, I'm going to buy Sean, it. Sean, Sean, Yeah, it was me. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned the massive Black Manta mecha suit, and you were like, yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah, that was the point. I was like, I got to get it now. <laughs> Dang. Um, I've been going through dollar bins, and I found a Mary Jane run that I never heard of. I don't know when it's from. <clears throat> it's like... I've gotten like three of five. Oh yeah, and pardon my, f I've been painting. My fingernails are fucking disgusting. Paint all over. Dude, you're always doing tasks. No worries. Um, but dude, uh, I'm trying to cop two more of them. I know they're in the bin somewhere. He's got this dude. The the local comic shop I go to has like 
a warehouse filled with bins just like walk up and down the line of like a hundred and so bins like long boxes it's just like nuts so oh, i've been geez. finding i know i've been I, I think he just he wanted to start some kind of because we were all in like the beginning of quarantine and then as it started it getting easier like in june and stuff whoa that's a dope wearing hats. Dude, that is a dope. i don't wear hats i don't know i don't know how to wear hats man let me, let me see it again show it to me my god that one's so cool and look at sean look what he has that's his little that's <laughs> green eggs and ham yeah it looks like a uh, green lantern pig yeah a little green eggs and ham um all right word what do we want to do we want to let's just do oh, the, it's the hair Let's do the boys first. How does that sound? We'll just, okay. All right, cool. Let me just switch this guy over. All right, the boys. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a good show. I really, um, I don't know. It's yep. nuts. What does anybody want to? Did anything catch anybody off guard significantly? I'm just wondering. Oh, Lamplighter. Yes. I'm a big fan of Sean yeah. Ashmore. Dude, and that's that's uh Bobby, right? That's Iceman. Yeah, dude, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's He's right. basically playing his uh, enemy from the X two, where you know his enemy had to have the lighter as well. I thought, I thought the same thing immediately. I was like, "Yo, it's the lighter bowl." Um, Dude, that guy's been in so much stuff. He's got to be a fan because he's been in Animorphs, X Men, this. He's been in Quantum Break, bro. He's been in Animorphs, so much more. Cool Quantum Break. Yes. Oh my god, I forgot. Oh shit. Yeah, he is. Oh, awesome. Good for him. Hey, I think I think some actors realize that there's a lot of potential with the future of like superhero and then video game acting things like that. I I I would say it's a good uh, market. Did we have that conversation last time? I think it was uh, talking about one of the actors saying that like the future of acting is going into video games now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I think it was brought up, and then I brought uh, up a couple how, weeks like, ago. I think. Yeah, I said how like Do some people still? don't like it, you know, because it's like. I mean, it's too strong. Hey man, it's a free market. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can do what you want, yeah. right? So give it you a go. Yeah, really on Cyberpunk, man. This is this is a market that's like begging for this stuff. Mm. Yeah, um, especially for a game of that size, or even like MMOs. Um, yes. Oh my God, I hate myself for not remembering. Um, who is voicing Zavala on Destiny Two? Oh, that's Lance Reddick. He, what? He's, Lance Reddick has been voicing Zavala in Destiny, the Titan Vanguard. I haven't heard that name in forever. Yep. He's been doing other stuff, but he's been doing Destiny, and on his on his Twitter, he does he does Destiny stuff and sometimes Destiny memes. Oh my god, dude! That guy is one of my favorite guys from The Wire. The Wire. Oh my god, I'm not gonna go into it too much, but you get, don't even talk. <laughs> you're, get, you're getting your gush everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So I'll break the ice. There was a giant wiener that strangled fucking milk. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck, man? It was uncircumcised. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's, that's gonna be calling out, Miss. Uh, what is it, Mister Fantastic from the Fantastic Four? Whoa! It's gonna be calling him out. Like, think of that. They keep lampooning every single character, so that's gonna be like yeah. Mister Fantastic. Like, oh yeah, Mister Fantastic's got like you know the elastic yeah. dick. Damn, that's nuts. I didn't even think that's a good. You're right, because they we didn't wait sean didn't you say that like the captain america will be teased in season three or something like the 
Jensen Ackles is showing up as the yeah. Captain America yeah. so parody. That's in funny three. that, like, yeah, there there are all these parodies. Who's yeah? They kind of create the uh, worst version of every superhero. Who's the force? Who's the chick with the shaved head who did the force crushing? You that's know? uh Eleven. Have you seen Stranger Things before? Uh, I kind of like dipped. I really <laughs> liked the first season, so yes, she was dope. But um, kind of got. Is, is she an Eleven parody? That's pretty good if she is. <laughs> Just fucking blowing nah. heads up. That does make sense. Damn. She's cool, though. She's going to be a neat new um, seed. You know, that chick in the whatever's to come. I'm kind of scared of her, man. She just looks like... Do you think Do, do you think she can just uh, crush Homelander's head? Um, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, she was able to take Stormfront's lightning. So, I mean, Stormfront seems pretty powerful. And, I mean, if she's able to live this long, she's probably got a couple... Uh, tricks up her sleeve so i would be very surprised if they don't use her uh in the near future especially like with that little tease at the end and yeah she hitched the ride she got one you know yeah. that's cool i didn't think she was gonna get it and she was gonna crush the car <laughs> like you know out of being pissed off so that's cool she got in um let's see there was a lot of uh backstory too because you got a little you got liberty she's mad old you know yeah she's yeah. from that's cool that's cool and she's was it 1907 she was born or 1917? Uh, 1919. 19. 19. Oh, 1919, sorry. Yeah, 1919. Yeah, so... She's the first successful V, uh, whatever. Like, the yeah. V. Yep. Um, well, she's married to Vox. So she's not the source of it. No, she's not the source. But she's the first, because I'm assuming that, is she the first ever tested or the first successful go? That's what I'm... First you successful know. from what yeah. she was saying. That's what I thought. Um, So... I, if you, I think it, what's that guy's name in the, who's the Bobby, the Iceman? What's his name in the? Lamplighter. Yeah. Or Lamplighter. Lamp, he, he was talking about how um they've been practicing or doing testing on these people. And like, it's easier to do from a baby, harder to do from an adult. Yeah. And then the adults uh, could potentially have a giant wiener, you know, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it could go crazy. So she's cool. lucky. Awesome. She's lucky. Cause she like seems to have immortality. You know, and the power yeah. of fucking gods. So, you know, so it's like, I don't know. She's. You guys watched that uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt, Jamie Foxx, Project Power movie yet? No. It came I'm, out uh, back in July. I've heard it's good, though. Oh. Did you see it? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's on Netflix, but I mean, they have that little pill that you can take and then you'll figure out what your, you know, superpower is. Right. And that's kind of what it feels like for this, you know, testing facility. Like everybody yeah. gets their own specific power no rhyme or reason kind of thing if we were to it's bring up Gordon Levitt because that was the actor that I was trying to figure out the name of they um the I would say if we were going to talk about parodies too this may be like reaching but like it kind of seems like she like like so she was an adult and she pretty much got the power of the god she lucked out like her shit was dope what if that formula she got is almost like the Erkstein uh, formula, Captain America. Like once it, oh yeah, was, yeah. it was lost, and now they've been trying to recreate it, and everybody fails. Like Doctor Banner failed; he created the Hulk. You know what I'm saying? So you think we're gonna get like some sort of flashback where instead of a German spy, it's gonna be some American spy messing up the uh, experiment? Yeah, something because like it That's just seems cool. like she lucked out. You know, and mm -hmm. then she mentioned Homelander, and look, doesn't it look like Homelander lucked out? You know, yes. like so. He or but he was given it as a baby though, so let's just okay. So we'll have to go back and say it, it seemingly he was given it since birth, right? 
we would assume. Yeah, because he was raised. Right. Okay. So, all right, that's kind of off. The so he's but anyway. He's what forty years old. He seems to be about the oldest out of all the current superheroes. We don't. I'd say we don't see really anybody. Else. So she got her powers. She's you know stuck at. Well, Aya Cash is in her mid thirties, I think. But I'm not sure if she's playing somebody that's about thirty or about forty. Right. You know, it seems like if she was born 1919, like, she would have gotten her powers. It seems it was World War Two, so World she would have been 25-ish. Must have yeah. been at the latest. I'm Maybe saying. she's aged a bit more since then, but she, you know, had slower, slowed aging. Yeah. But right. it seems like there's there's nobody older. No, you know, they don't show retired superheroes or anybody like that. So maybe, you know, Homelander was like the first successful, like, oh, we gave, you know, the compound V to a baby and Homelander was the first kind of successful one. It seems like everybody else is younger than him. Right. Yeah. So maybe there's like, like, you know, a 40 of a new generation, 35 year stretch in between 44 and 80. Yeah. Where they were just like, so maybe there's like a 35 year stretch in between where there were no new superheroes or very few of them. Damn. I mean, we'll probably get that fleshed out with uh, Jensen Ackles, Eccles, Jensen Ackles character. So I've been noticing this, the thing about like the show that they're doing a really, really good job of isn't just like taking from the comics is they're applying a lot of the stuff that has happened historically, like the sneaking in of uh, Nazi scientists into America and then applying them to American science uh, is actually a pretty well known thing about like the medical practice here. So I would be really surprised if there isn't some sort of tie into the Captain America formula thing, like theory that you have being more modernized and like trying to manipulate it now. I mean, because it would be cool. In season one, Butcher goes and finds that big old uh, lab full of babies. And then he's using like the lazy laser eyes. I would be really surprised if there isn't either more facilities or something that's going to be developed and fleshed out more for creating like the army. What I want to know is how long it has this like, planning for a super army been going on that's what i'm interested in seeing next probably the same day that the formula was lost was this you know or uh, i don't know like like you know what i mean is the day that shit goes you know uh agendas change or some shit Mm -hmm. but what do you guys think about i don't know if this isn't just uh stormfront's personal project because it didn't seem like there was any dude dude you're tied to vod at that facility i think you're onto something I definitely think that's she is doing her own thing and she's fulfilling. She's like secret agent, you know, like still still doing that, you know, um, I don't know those mind game shits. Um, But yeah, real quick, just a side note tabs. I think you brought up that. I know I brought this up before, too, um, that the show you were like, I'm hating these characters. Are they going to drag me out or whatever? You know, like how long until we kill these people or whatever? Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of looking for. I mean, they're very well done. That's why I say that. Yeah. That's like, um, like Heath Ledger's uh, Joker. Like, you know, when he's on camera, something bad is happening, but you want to yes. see what it is. And this is how how they are. Um, you just want to see how it plays out because they're playing it so well, and they're not meant to be likable characters. Mm-hmm. They're not meant to be, you know, the the heroes that you want that they portray themselves to be. You know, they're mm. terrible people. Right. Um, oh. And I don't want to be drug out to season 10, like The Walking Dead. I'm just going to put that out there again. 
Jimmy, yeah. I don't know if it's four seasons. I don't know if it's three seasons. I don't know. But you fucking, you make sure you end it. <laughs> I yeah. just want it to end. I'd feel four or five. That's cool with me. And I'd love to see their yeah. heads get squished in. That'd be crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> they, they're really good, though, because I effing hate oh. them. I hate them. Yeah. yeah. You guys read uh, Jupiter's Legacy? No, but I've heard good things. Oh, okay. Now, there's, there's this, you know, they do all sorts of uh, crazy deaths in, uh, in, the, uh, in the comic. You know, it's Frank Millar, Frank Quietly. But, uh, you know, there, there's a scene in the comic where, you know, you know how Homelander uh, takes, uh, what was her name, Madeline? You yeah. know, just burns her head, lasers yeah, her face in. They do that similar thing in the comic. But there's a couple other like really creative death scenes in the comic. Yeah. What? Go, go on. I just had a realization. I see. I see. The head of the CIA's head's head exploded. Was the that who that was? Was she the head of the CIA? The one who was, was a contact. Yeah, I thought it was oh, a yeah. contact. Damn. Her head exploded. I didn't, lady from that escaped. Yeah. She totally fucking popped her head. Stormfront probably let her out, or like they were following her or something, and that's where their connection is. Damn. Oh. Damn. Right, I didn't part. catch that part. Can you say that again? The the scene where Butcher, uh, or not Butcher, yeah. Butcher's contact in the CIA meets up with the rest of the boys, and her head explodes, and then that lady who escapes from the uh, lab facility oh. is popping people's heads. Oh, right? me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cindy. Yeah, so yeah. maybe she was maybe she was let out and like yeah you do that. She was just used. She was like you, you just like point. They they pointed her hand and was like do it. You know like yeah. yeah. I was thinking Suicide Squad trigger in the neck or some shit. But I was now, no no. But now you say that that's a no. Whole it definitely thing. seemed like she was like assassinated instead of like you know there's a bomb in your neck kind right. of thing. So like as soon as she cool. said you said as soon as she said something about Lady Liberty, you know someone took her out. Whoa. I kind of figured it was like, you know, some sniper from far away, but, you know, if the lady just went like. Right. Snapped a finger. That's cool. That's a cool. Uh, yeah. I think um, it reminds me of like dark side powers, like force crush. You know what I mean? It's cool. It's yeah. Power. Um, Liberty, let her. She can crush, her... but can she explode? <clears throat> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she let um she let uh, Homelander know all of the secrets now, we're assuming. Well, actually probably not some all of them. them. Some of them, yeah. She's probably still hiding the fact, you're right, Crave, about um she's doing her own thing, like against Vault or some shit, and she has the true mission, the true goal, something like that. I could see that happening. Um mm-hmm. Man, was there anything else major? There was a good... The lamplighter stuff was good. I really liked it. I thought it was I'm not going to really lie, good. man. That stuff really got me emotional. I was like, geez, I didn't expect yeah. to like be this like, heart wrench from the show. And I, and I liked yeah. that. What's that actor's name again? Sean Ashmore? Yeah, he's yes. awesome. He's awesome. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I loved him as Bobby, too. In, so I saw yeah, him. Like, I was like, fuck. Yeah. He's he was in The Following... Animorphs. You guys remember Animorphs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I forgot he was in that. And uh the Quantum Break game. I forgot he did that too. Yeah. He's great, man. I wonder if that Quantum I Break go... is all uh what's that called? Uh 
what's that called when you get tagged with all the stuff and you do the um like how the whole cow uh face capture paintball yeah that, yeah, that no 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 like, <laughs> the uh, yeah the capture the motion the mo- motion capture yeah. that shit yeah. uh, did he do that for the game I wonder because I I could see him doing the motion probably capture shit yeah face and body. either they you know put the giant balls on you or they put dots on your yeah, face all the dots to recognize like all the wrinkles or something that's pretty neat it's cool shit um, yeah. All right, hell yeah! So the boys. You know, I need to watch that scene again where the uh, where Stormfront is explaining her history to uh, Homelander. So she wasn't she married somebody else, but she was working with the uh, inventor of compound. I thought I thought she married for. I thought she, I thought she married Vaught from from the picture. I think, I think she married okay. him. So yeah, she was married that, to Frederick. Uh, okay. And then you shared the picture, Sean. You shared the picture of uh, I can't remember what the guy's the name was. The Wiener. current, no. you know. <laughs> oh, I shared a picture, no. did I? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the guy that played uh, Carmine Falcone in Gotham. Oh yeah, you know the uh, the guy yeah. that Homelander goes to see. Yeah, he was the former head of um, Vault. I think. Give me a second to get home. I'm just thinking back up. Yeah, they're not related, are they? Mm, that was Jonah Vogelbaum. He was just a um, oh, okay Vogelbaum. Yeah, he's just a retired fort scientist, and he was yeah. sort of one of the main ones who raised Homeland when he was a child. Mm. Uh, a qu- two other things: A Train is going to be part of the co- <laughs> the collective or whatever. So that's hilarious. Against his will. Yeah, but I think he's. I think secretly, all the love he's gonna get, he's actually gonna be more brainwashed in the deep. Yeah. Where, you know what I mean? Like through it all. <laughs> um, and then uh, Maeve, brave Maeve, um, is in a pickle with her. I don't know. That's she's up against. Can she take the laser? Can she stand the laser beam? I don't know. We haven't really fleshed Which, out like what her power set like is. Yeah. To. All so, we can see is that she's able to take like a semi truck to her back and be fine, and that she can punch through holes in her wall and run fast. But right. the limit of what she can do is not really well known. Okay. It's she doesn't have the lasso of truth. So her plan is to pretty much just kind of blackmail Homelander with the real footage of yeah. the plane. That's not. And I I can. Go ahead. So I was going to say that plan's definitely going to go very well off without yeah. a hitch, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he, he's definitely yeah. not just going to snap her neck as soon yeah. as she pulls out a video. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, he would have to assume that she's got the backups. It's already, you know, pull the Rorschach yeah. contingency plan, oh, drop the thing off before you start the war, you know? Yeah. yeah. You mentioned the, uh, you know, the Joker earlier. You're just waiting for the mayhem to happen. Yeah, but I'm just waiting for the mayhem to happen, you know, with Homelander. He, you know, visualizes, you know, losing his shit last episode. Yeah, uh, last yeah. week's episode. It's, but I'm waiting for that to just that shoot to drop and actually to happen and just be so much worse. I, that's the day the whole it all changes. I feel like like it's it, you know, ooh. Um, and at the end of it, so. Lamplighter is now going to be a good guy, or in some fashion, work with the good guys. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's a lot of you want to like have recompense, have some sort of uh, 
way to uh, redeem yourself for these bad things that you've done. So like, let's get you to give us information on bot, like what you have, do something, work with uh, the chief. What a, uh, what a role he had. He was pretty much the, he just had to burn the people, get rid of the body, you know? That's crazy. Yeah, it sounded like it was, it was like a double, like a double cross in a way, because it's, I would almost think the way it sounded was they pulled him in for the CIA and then something happened where he got found out or something. And it's like, well, you know, go take out the head of the CIA. Cause he said, you know, he, it was supposed to be her. It wasn't supposed to be the kids until he heard the screaming. So it sounds like something, something happened where maybe Homelander or somebody else found out said, you know what, you know, prove your loyalty or whatever and, and go take care of this. And he ended up, getting her kids in the process and then like disappeared was yeah that'll need was his suit lame <laughs> i don't it's like he reminds me so much of the deep like because even at the he was walking down the like the red carpet to the to the um club he was entering and he was still in the fucking suit like you know just like with his lady on his arm and like the deep got yeah, married in yeah. his fucking suit it's just weird <laughs> so i don't know i i like dug the suit i thought it was like a cool like he had the nice the big ass fucking like staff with the flame i thought that's a cool idea but, um, yeah, it was very over the top, though, wasn't it? I, yeah, yeah right. Stuff. And I and I love that because that's what the boys does. Like it's making fun of the I, you know, it and it took it, you know, I don't know, it glamorized it in some fashion and made it lame. Sure. It was funny. So, um, yeah, have you I, seen the original costume frame? No, I would love to see oh, it. Sean. Get on that, Sean. <laughs> what was it, sorry? The original the costume original for costume lamp uh, lamp lighter in the comics. Yeah, in the comics. Yeah, do your magic. Uh, <laughs> just the speedster um all right well do you want to move on to you uh immortal she hulk maybe Before i don't have anything else cool let's uh check it out i did dig the boys and i'm excited for the future is this the right one i'm sending now there's not a lot of pictures of him from a comic so yep that's it yeah it's very golden age very yeah. He looks like an Olympic torch runner. <laughs> oh, maybe that was the goal. Maybe. That, that's what it that's oh what it kinda God. reminds me of. He also kinda looks like um Fred from uh he's like uh I'm sorry, Scooby Doo. You know, I don't know. He's got like an ascot type deal with his collar. Just looks funny. Looks mm. like a dork. I thought with a name like Lamplighter and everyone being like parodies of the justice league i was expecting them to be much more green lantern inspired because like I lantern like lamp yeah whoa well you're right though that probably is still the parody you know even though it wasn't yeah. done as good as i get what you're saying like they could have done they could have went real ham on the, the like lantern thing um but yeah but it was just he was more like pyro from x-men yeah yeah i mean which is funny because Iceman was playing him. Yeah, exactly. That's what a that shit's hilarious. Um, all right, let's move over to Immortal She-Hulk. I wasn't he's... able to pick this up, man. This sold out so fast everywhere it went, and I had to buy it on eBay for like fifteen bucks. Oh, jeez, that hurts. Did you read it digitally? I didn't get a chance to. Okay. Sorry, I'll do the creative team. Um. Yeah, so the, the Immortal She-Hulk number one, written by Al Ewing and art by John Davis Hunt. 
All right. Hell yeah. It was cool. It was all about death, you know, and yeah. rebirth, which is cool. Um, um, so is any of, have any of us read any Immortal Hulk here? I know, Ty, you have, but I mean, in relation to this issue. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, um, Dave or Tubbs? <laughs> no, I have not. I have not. I did dig this issue, though. I okay. feel weird talking about it. Are you okay with it, Ty? Are you okay with us talking about it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I mean, I know what's going on with uh, Hulk, so okay, I mean, cool. I imagine what's going to be going on with it is going to be tied into the Avengers yeah. maybe, but go for it. This I've, was uh, an Yeah, issue. I've read the first two arcs of Immortal Hulk, so I have a vague idea of what's going on, but not really. It was... Um, uh, I don't know how to say it. It was more of like a reflection issue. So it's not, you know, it was like total reflection. Um, Tabs, how did you feel about it? Let's just start off with how did you feel about the issue? I really liked it because, like you said, it was like a reflection. It was kind of just like the key points of her. And then going into kind of what I knew about Immortal Hulk and, you know, all the the gamma, the gamma monsters, I guess, um, suddenly not being able to die or if they die, they'll become immortal. And then seeing that that twist where it's like, oh, maybe they're not actually immortal. You know, there's something else probably bigger going on. So I, I kind of like that. And and seeing Jen kind of coming back to accepting and trying to deal with, with being a Hulk. And hopefully <laughs> coming away from being Hulk because she's She-Hulk, not Hulk. So instead of going by like, you know, going like, let's just go over what it was about. That way we don't go super deep, but we give enough. Um, so it's pretty much about the three times she has died. Right. And yeah, it's, yep. it's exploring her deaths in universe from like, like including uh, the first like with the con with the context of what's going on in Mortal Hulk. Right. With like the green door and all that Which stuff. All of that yep. went over my fucking head because it's like, should I, you know, but I just assumed it was part of the story. You know, it's, it's like what's being introduced. Um, yeah. So the first death is her getting shot in the back. Right. And this that's, is when she's that's the origin, right? This is origin. Yep. She's reflecting on Bruce giving the blood. Right. Yep. Um, I just wanted to see if there was anything. Yeah. I liked a, a voice. I like the, um, a voice of gray stone. Like she says that in her like little monologue, and I just I don't know if that was like callback to just like Gray Hulk, you know, just being like. When does name? she say this? Sorry, it's in like the very first like dialogue, uh, second page. She just says a voice of Gray Stone, uh, my cousin's voice, but strange guttural. Of oh voice yeah, yeah. Oh, I okay. just feel like it was a callback to like that Joe Fix It to Gray Hulk, who was like you know the first. Um, it almost seems like her deaths and the Hulks are. Are we gonna? Are the deaths godlike? Meaning, like, is there like some kind of mystical being of Hulk that is opening green doors or something? Is that um, Sean? Do you uh, mind if it... I talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, it's fine. I I know some of it with like the one below all or whatever that is. And... Yeah, what the fuck is that? The one below all and like the one above <laughs> all? What is that shit? That's blowing my mind. Isn't that no. just their way of kind of saying like the devil in a way? No, they've never. I don't think they've ever said the one below all until now, though. It's always been just the one above all. I thought it would. Yeah, this is an immortal Hulk creation. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's dope. So like, this is new for me. Like, I've always known about like, yeah, the one above all. He's the guy who like visited Peter Parker as a homeless man and shit. He like, he like, he's just like an ex an excuse for uh, just the writer or some shit. You know what I mean? 
Um, but the one below all, tell me about him. I'd like to know. So the idea is uh, revealed in the uh, 30 odd issues in Immortal Hulk um, with the original uh uh, uh, Incredible Hulk, which if anybody knows about that guy, the very, very, very first Incredible Hulk was a Xenu character from a planet. He was a big, hairy, abominable-looking monster, and that was Stanley's first in, uh, creation with uh, the Incredible Hulk. Later, he remade that with Incredible Hulk number one with Robert Bruce Banner. Um, when they talk about this, um, he kind of blocks all of the different personalities that Bruce has uh, and then the one below all uh, is basically the one who's being suppressed the most. He's the devil Hulk. And he actually has an original form, much like the other ones do inside of his head. Joe fix it's gray or he looks like a gangster. Right. Uh, this is all tying into like a gamma version of hell that is tied to Bruce's father and more specifically tied to um, the what's his name? He's the uh, giant brain guy. I keep forgetting his name. Yeah. It doesn't start with an M. Oh, um. So the green door has been around for years and they actually talk about it in immortal Hulk uh, issue zero, which I got um, that re uh, uh, draws on two really key uh, incredible Hulk issues, but it mostly ties everything together with the leader uh, kind of traveling forward and back in time and uh, constantly having to reestablish himself as the leader and finding uh, Bruce's dead dad in the gamma hell. So the one that is below is tied into all of this, and it's going to come to fruition eventually. So are we? So. Is he like original Hulk? Then is he S Hulk essence? Is that what he is? Like the essence of Hulk, you know, or some shit? So is- it's kind of hard to say because this new Hulk is more based off of the original design. Uh, oh, I've seen, he- yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, but Devil Hulk has a different formula than all this, and he does kind of have some. It's a physical a form. It's a physical form he in can his take. Oh, in his head. Yeah. Right. That's. I'm really not even joking. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go too much into it, but I really got to say, you got to check this out because this is one of the most well written series Marvel has put out right now. I've heard it's really good. And I just. All right. I guess. Some people I get don't like it. it. And the reason they don't is because it's, it's drawing on the original nature of it. But I mean, I'm looking at Immortal She Hulk right now uh, online, and it looks like it's kind of digging into that same attitude and dealing with the whole concept of falling through the green door and then coming back yeah that's crazy yep. that's oh well that that gives me like that's like existential it's cool it's euphoric the green door i want to fall through it um <laughs> uh yo i like so pretty much she establishes which is cool because i don't know anything about she hulk besides she's a Hulk, like in the hulk family um and i know like her origin um but she mentions how she when she awakens or whatever i think she's like i'm she's like i'm she can control it. It's under control. She's like, I'm angry, but I can control this. You know, I was like, that's cool. But then later on, it establishes also that she don't talk too good when she's in Hulk form, but she understand everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's that's- fully aware of everything, but she talks a little slower. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like the newer she hulk thing they've been doing since Did, so when, are you... when was she she gray hulk was that hulk volume three or volume four she had like a 12 issue run are you when, saying when that hulk was when, in the original though she could talk too good she was she could talk normal no she she no she was articulate because um okay. like the original i think it was around issue 10 or 12 they realized like she was too much like hulk and so they, when they changed up writers, 
he's like that's when the she likes being hulk came into it um so she controlled the rage but it still kind of like fuels her but she right. prefers to stay in it but yeah um but she powerful, go, you know yeah she i mean she's she walks around as as she hulk and she talks fine she's gone to court as she hulk and like dan slots run yeah, uh, repeatedly cool. And just very articulate. It's just this new thing with Immortal Hulk and everything. This is where the She-Hulk fans are getting upset. And like, you know, she's she's not she's not dumb. She's not, you know, she's not just this this gamma rage beast like Hulk. Right. She's not Hulk. She she is articulate. She just likes being Hulk. So it seems like yeah. they went through this and they're they're pulling it back slowly. Would, and, we, would, uh, would we would we say just wondering how anybody feels that the Hulk would beat She-Hulk just out of pure rage that he gathers, or no? Well, I'm just oh, yeah. wondering. Like, I feel like the Hulk, the problem is, is she likes to be Hulk because she understands its power and she has control, whereas Bruce is like, does not want to fucking be this thing. And, like, I feel like that in itself is, like, fueling the rage monster inside, you know? Like, and that would just, that's just why. That actually is touched upon in Immortal Hulk at one point. They do fight each other. Uh, and that down? actually she, she probably puts him down, doesn't she? puts him down. Iron Man nukes the Immortal Hulk. <laughs> oh, they just gave him more gamma, probably. You know what I mean? Oh, he doesn't use a gamma bomb, but it's it's intense. I think yeah. Tabs. Have you read that part? Sorry, I was talking to Tabs. Tabs, have you read that part yet? Oh, uh, Immortal Hulk. No, it's very interesting. They kind of touch on the whole like idea of actually exactly what you said, like the fact that she has the ability to have like more control over it, but her fear is dying and being more like bruce than anything and bruce doesn't even want to be bruce so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's cool that they touch on that stuff because for me that's like the important storytelling in those characters they're absolutely you know just um what do you want to say it's like um uh fuck it i'm moving on my brain just like lapsed i have brain for it every second <laughs> all right so um i going think to... i read the stuff where he got nuked if that was early on i'm just trying to remember now i'm flicking back through it it was it was I think it was in like book one or two that's cool that's a good way to start yeah, it off it you was the in the, the first trade you know i just got it now it's the it's helios great. laser <laughs> for him it's not a nuke ah there you it go. was like some big energy satellite thing kaboom with a mighty krakow as one would say um <laughs> yeah. uh, what's that <laughs> Yeah, so, I'm gonna uh, read that when like the trades come out or like the omnibus or something because I do hear good things about it's a it. Mighty but run. It's a mighty run. I've seen it. Really it's one of those things that's so far in now, and there's gonna be you know quote unquote key issues that are just gonna be outrageously priced. And I mean, I could probably just get a digital, but I'd rather have like the yeah. trade of it. Did you pick omnibus up that She-Hulk or... Omni tabs? I did not. The one it that was I was pretty, looking though. at, it was pretty. Yeah, like the white cover. It's it's it's. I like that one. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of weird because all the She Hulk ones, I think, due to licensing and whatnot, they're all broken up. So you see, when you look at what it has, it'll have like like a one to like fifteen run, and then all of a sudden it'll miss like sixteen to like twenty four, and then it'll jump back on with like four issues. It, it's really weird. So there's some kind of legality Omnibus where they just can't. Um, omnibuses are well no the problem is is the writer or some shit chooses the story he wants to be told or some shit like through like taking yeah. pieces of runs i hate i don't like that part either i like when they're yeah, straight no, runs. i want the whole thing straight runs whole straight thing. runs yeah i think that's why i passed on it as well to be honest with you um yeah 
Because I have like the Capullo Snyder Omnibus and it's literally one through 33, just straight. You know, it's like, oh, that's dope. That's that's perfect. Cool. Um, all right. Back to this, though. So what she do, she has a conversation with Wolverine and I don't want to get into it too much because it's really it's uh, it's you know, that way you can read it, uh, Ty. But uh, it's a cool conversation about immortality and, you know, death and rebirth. You can go ahead and get into it, man. I'm still going to enjoy it. Trust me. It's um, what's it? What, what did he end up saying that his was it? It was that his healing factor. He goes on to say, oh, isn't it that she's making up uh, too much shit? She's looking into it way too much and that he doesn't look into it. He just moves on. Isn't that what he like comes to terms with? Yeah, he's um, like, yeah. yeah, don't look at this stuff to make it weird. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just exist, you know? Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, it's... saying if you, you open that door, it makes it hard to do the work. So, you know, don't, th yeah. yeah, pretty much like don't don't think about it too much because you're just going to sit there and say, you know, am I still me? Is this the original me? And this and just drive yourself insane and not be able to do anything. So... That's the first time she dies, or, or this is the second time she dies by the Katati, right? And that was the third no, was, or the fourth second time, time she died was by Thanos. Which say it again, Sean? Which time? The second time was when Thanos. she was killed by Thanos. Yeah. Okay, and that's okay by Thanos. Okay. Um, and when was this? Because it says Rhodey dies as well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yes, that was Civil War Two. Yeah, War I was going to say that was okay. one of the Civil War arcs. Okay. And Thanos a, showed up in Civil War Two. I like how they still found a way okay. to make Iron Man a piece, a, a piece of shit. <laughs> like you know, like he was still arguing. Like they still <laughs> found a way to have like one panel tie where it's just like Iron Man being an asshole in front of like you know hovering over like somebody on a hospital bed who's like dying. You know, he's just still like, it's funny. It's just uh, always finding that way to always find a way to make him a douche. You're like, good, good. That's how you keep him in his place, I guess. <laughs> um, especially when you tell me the time period, now it all makes sense. Civil War Two, like he's he's a heated fueled uh, sob, probably right then, you know, then and there. Um, yeah. And then yeah, when she's when she gets killed by Thanos, she wakes up in hell, and she is with Bruce's dad talking yes. to him. Yes, but there's a mysterious floating. This is the person. Is that that's supposed to be the? The one below all in the sky, Sean. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So he's like an. That's that's neat. He looks. So do you think she's really just in her own head then? No, she's in hell. Okay. Okay. She definitely is. Okay, so she yeah. actually like she is in hell, like physically. It's yeah. a thing. It's a thing that's in the continuity of Immortal Hulk. It's very okay. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hulk, right. so Hulk has been to hell. Yeah. Now is that. Is that just like general like Marvel Universe hell, or is that just like right. Gamma Monster hell? Yeah, Gam that gamma hell. Yeah, just Gamma. So here's the thing: it's a radioactive version of hell. This is the thing that I'm a little confused about, is because like right now, Jason Aaron is setting up a big storyline that is tied into uh, the Mephisto like hell universe, and touches on. Uh, She-Hulk as well. So I feel like Jason Aaron and Al who's who's working on this? You're saying Jason Aaron is writing the Avengers run right now. Yeah. Okay. So he's setting up like a story arc right now. Right now it's Mephisto versus uh, Moon Knight's God, okay. and 
uh, it's kind of this whole like interpersonal struggle right now, but it touches on like hell and Mephisto and I feel like they're going to tie into each other at one point because they do talk about each other in the separate comments. Do you think, uh, I don't know if you're familiar or if they get into detail about like Mephisto is the ruler of all hell and that he partitions, yeah, he partitions um, pieces of hell to different, um, like Hela owns a piece, uh, like she has her own like sanction. Everybody has different, yeah, but Mephisto is the one and only uh, ruler of it all. So, like, I wonder if Gamma Hell exists in Mephisto's realm as its own sanction or whatever. You know, it's interesting. That's a great question. Yeah, because, and then and, and motherfuckers battle Mephisto for the title, like, constantly. Like, shit I've read, like, Loki tries to, like, uh, um, hold on. We have, uh, Night, I think his name's Nightmare, or is that his name? Who's, uh... He's going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. He was supposed to be the bad guy. He's like Doctor Strange. I think it's Nightmare, his name is. Oh, He's like the ruler yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the no, you're right. Nightmare. Yeah, he tries, to, he, he tries to take Mephisto's lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like So, like, Mephisto owns it all, and he partitions it out to different uh, rulers of their own domains. So, it's neat. You know what? It's weird that you say that, because he actually was... He showed up in uh, Jason Aaron's uh, Doctor Strange run, so that I would be really surprised if that's not tied in somehow. That's cool. I would really love if it did, because I liked that idea. Because even like Hella, yeah, yeah. Hella had beef with Mephisto. Oh man, it was it was some deep shit and some Loki stuff I read, but I know, it was cool. It was a nice like little touch that it's weird. I would never for some reason I didn't think Mephisto would be king shit on Turd Island, but he is. So he's, you know, <laughs> it's like literally that's like that. that's what he is. Um, all right. So she's talking to the dad, the one below. What is what does she get into? Because I'm I'm blanking on that dialogue. Do you remember what she talks about? Uh, she, she's just arguing with Hulk's dad about how he murdered his wife and destroyed his son. And she's like, you deserve hell, basically. And then she yep. goes through the green door and then he's always saying how he can't get through it, no matter the size, right? Something like that? Yeah, he can't get through. But he's, he's learning to look through it. Yes, that was weird. But, that, but then that's when she realizes that she's in hell, is when in, she sees him. So she kind of starts figuring out what the green door is and what it means to die for her. Right. Then she goes through the door. It cuts to now. And she's, you know, whatever. She's got shit in her. She's got shit on her mind. And Hulk, uh, what was it? Hulk shows up. She says, do you want to train? That's how no, it starts. Thor. Thor. Oh, Thor. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Thor. Thor. Uh, and can, can I just say Thor's yeah. hair is magnificent in this scene? Yeah. <laughs> I think overall it's a good it's weird. It enough, is glorious. It, it is luscious. Feels very and thick. reminiscent of truth, like the true Thor, like the uh, like, I don't know. He looks like the Prince of Asgard. He very much does. Yeah, um, it's very like classic. Lancelot, you know, like Lancelot or some shit, you know? Um, yeah. So, and I, he always has the cool text, the lettering is for him, you know, like they have that lettering, I like that, it's a good touch. Um, so yeah, so they work out, so they and work I was, out. you know, <laughs> um, and they have a conversation about immortality. And I can hear echoing on someone's. Me too. Was it me? I can still hear it, kind of. Was it me? Now it wasn't good. me? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, I think it's gone. So, <laughs> it was a ghost. Um, so... They're working out, and Thor pretty much starts noticing that uh, Hulk is having internal issues. And she she says, I like Hulk not mortal. I like that. And he's like, what? Hulk not die. 
You know, I was like, yeah, that's crazy. That's that's got to be a weird conversation to have in that form. And and Thor even says, do you want to go back to Jen? You know, change back to Jen to have this conversation. And she says, no, too heavy. You know, I was like, damn, that's that's cool. That was good dialogue, you know, for a lack of dialogue, you know. Um, and Thor basically tells her that nothing is truly immortal. Dude, that Galactus he, shit is crazy. Yeah, he points out spoilers for Donny Kate's Thor run, but he says oh, yeah, Galactus that, was an immortal god, and I killed him. I brought that to an end. That was cool. So that was in like the first six issues, I think, of the Thor. Yeah, yeah, a little cool. edit yeah. box says Thor number six. Oh, Which, by that's the way, where I saw that. <laughs> that's where I saw that. Sorry? If you're not reading that, I highly recommend it. I'm I need to. It. I, I've got the first issue. I need to, yeah. And then she remembers the third time she dies, which is during this, Empire. During Empire, yeah. Who was the enemy? So, is this the Katati? Yes. Okay. It was up on the moon. Yeah. Honestly, that was a tricky experience. But as I was reading uh, X Men, dude, they just they just fucking piss me off sometimes. So fucking many X-Men stories going on right now. And then the Empire thing came in. So when I was reading Wolverine and all these other things, like this 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 Empire thing was coming in and I hadn't read Empire yet. Wait, when did when did Empire come into Wolverine? I don't know if it was well, it was X-Force and X-Men or something, but it was like shit on the moon. Oh, yeah, that, there was one X-Men issue with um but that's what was named Scott's brother. Yeah. And, no, and then they come to Earth, don't they? And they fight on Earth. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, like, they do. Yeah, 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 you're right. Right? And I'm like, you motherfuckers. But anyway. I, I, did, I did really like the moon issue, though. It was cool. Where was he went off. Issue. Yeah, and his women, his lady friends are yeah. just getting plastic. they're like, should we go help him? No, let me yeah. finish my drink. And then he blows up. The, I remember he, like, explodes, or you know, like, big flames. Mm. And that was cool. It's cool. Sean's uh, type of women. Yes, yes. Isn't it all our types of women? <laughs> um, women who explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, if they, she goes over the Katati death. Um, was there anything important in here? Does anybody remember this dialogue? So I'll have to read it to remember it. No, she's just being killed, and then she wakes up in hell with the leader. Yep. Yeah. And he's a mess. Oh, he's a gamma being. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah a gamma. it went to his brain instead, right? And that was the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Man, he got fucked over. Even though he's smart as shit, he got fucked over. The big brain. And does he... experiences, But, I mean, a lot of what's happened to him is kind of... Uh, so he originally was, like, this dumb janitor that was affected by the gamma radiation. Uh, but he's lost it, like, four or five times. So he's constantly Dang. having to go back and, like, get the power back. Dang. There so, was, um... I mean, just really quick, and I think it was during Slot's run, uh, from what I recall, it's been a long time, he goes to Jen uh, Walters looking for legal advice to say, to argue that because he's been exposed to gamma uh, radiation and he's he's a gamma creature, he's, he's not in control of himself and therefore should not be legally responsible for any destruction and anything, any harm he may have caused because he can't control, uh, can't control himself. And she had to argue in court with it. And it was absolutely brilliant. Do you think, uh, I know this is slightly, do you think, uh, you know how like Spider-Man in the MCU is pretty much going to have to go to court or some shit in the next one? Like, don't we all know that's what's coming? Is it going to be Matt Murdock or is it going to be She-Hulk? I, I hope it's Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock. Right? So 
Interesting. They, they've got to bring Daredevil in. They've got to. I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool to be Daredevil as well. Um, but I also just from what I'm looking at the timelines, it's going to be She-Hulk, you know, because she's being brought in like very unless Daredevil's a she- dude, unless they straight up introduce him into the MCU in that. Scene, I hope they do. That's fucking sick. I would love that. I would think that's Maybe. a very good way to do it. They've been talking about that for a little what bit. What if? It's, yeah, it's been a lot of people have been theorizing about it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could see it, and I would. I would have. I think it would be really good. Um, I mean, you can even argue it could be both of them. One could it, be prosecutor. It, it, one could be. That was d- about. I was, I was about to say that. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. You know. Um. Maybe She Hulk is on the wrong side. And she, um, through that experience, she finds, like, you know, the Avengers or some shit. You know what I mean? Something like that. Um, I like the last page. So pretty much the issue ends with her dealing with her. She's just depressed, you know, like. Yeah, I said, well, just, she just couldn't figure we will out. mention one thing that's relevant to Immortal Hulk, which was the leader. After oh, she goes and wakes right. up again, he's basically says. Um, that's it. No he has the green. He has the key to the green door, and it's up to him to decide whether it's open or closed. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yep. So he he's now closed the green door, and he Making, says, "Don't die again, Jen. Don't ever die again." Immortality is off the table. That's cool. Yeah, um, it makes me wonder how that's going to impact Immortal Hulk. This cover on the back, Immortal Hulk. The three deaths of Jennifer Walters should have been the cover of the issue. I think it's awesome. You know. It should have been her without the dialogue on there and the dude, you know, it would have been a good, uh, it just looks cool. It's like vintage as fuck. It's like tune into a 1970s, like murder VHS. All the Immortal Hulk issues have like that sort of page. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. have like a title. Super vintage, you know, super vintage. Um, did you get the Alex Ross cover just out of curiosity? Uh, no, I think I just got the standard, this guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. I don't really like her like that on the cover. She's too big. No, I like bad. her slim. I like her slim and being powerful. That's and fast. a. That's like an awesome version of the actual Immortal Hulk number one cover. I think. What do you need, boy? Um, it's drawn in the same. Yes, it's drawn in the same style as number one of her, like reaching out. I'll post it. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. As soon as it loads, yeah, he's coming up out of the grave. Yep, there it is. I don't mind it. I kind of like her big. I mean, she kind of. If they get a stand-in actress to play like the bulky Hulk, I kind of hope it's going to be one of those like uh, uh, bodybuilder type women. I could see that. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is like I'm actually cool with the body. I just feel like she's like maybe it's a little. I don't mind the bodybuilder size either. Like that's fine too. It's like I think it's the over massive muscle. Like it is because like, the it, there's a lot of it's mass. a little grotesque looking as well. Yeah, like, like yeah. Instead of being like, because like when the women work out, they get big, but they get big and still like their proportions are still ladylike. You know what I mean? Like they still, you know, I don't know. Like uh, yeah, so, no, uh, I agree. That's where um I think a lot of artists unfortunately miss the mark with them. Um, with She-Hulk, especially during this run, there's a lot of, well, I'll basically just draw Hulk and then give uh, right give long hair, and there's a lot of examples. And but like in this run, when she's Hulk, like like for me personally, I think that's like that's like perfect, like as, as big as like you know she should be. Um, but there's so many interpretations of her physique 
over the years too is the problem. There's not a lot of consistency, especially the last several years, with them trying to bulk her up to like Hulk size and be and like replace Hulk. It just it just doesn't look right. Yeah, I I see replace Hulk is the funny. Yeah, yes, that's right. her original. Yeah, like I'm cool with that. I think that's fine. She still keeps the ladylike features of just you know you understand she's a woman. Um. Not like a man taking estrogen and and doing the buff, you know. And he's entering. It's like, have you ever heard of like the UFC fight? I don't know. There's UFC fighters who are going through their changes and then fighting in right. the women's sector of the UFC, and it's like fucked up because you're fucking people up. Like these these are men who have worked their whole lives, and then I guess you know they whatever they make the gender change and they're they're entering in the women anyway. I'm just so I'd rather them keep their lady. Don't 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 do the whole. Yeah, thing. That's, that's a whole other issue than just how how do you draw a physique. <laughs> um, so it was good. I like the reflection issue. I thought it was good. I thought it was um, it was cool. I never thought about the door, and I never heard of the door yet. So now I know that there was a, a fucking door for these hulks. You know, I wonder if it's all like metaphor. Is this isn't just like one big metaphorical thing for the fact that like every time they die, their genes just literally regenerate or their DNA just re- doesn't matter. And like, like it's, it is a metaphor, but it's still happening. It's still happening. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder too, if we'll find out if Mephisto is proprietary, uh, you know, he owns that land and he's been like dishing it out to the, to the gamma hell. That would be cool. I think that would be a neat tie in. Cause there's been times where like all the different places have gone to war with each other and different, they had three sections with these three sections, you know? It's like, it was cool. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. How about tabs? I just want to know, did you read Speed Metal? I did. Okay. Did you want to talk Speed Metal, everybody? Is that good? Ty, did you read Speed Metal? I didn't get a chance to, um, but my roommate got a copy, so I'm going to be reading that later today. But go ahead and spoil it for me, because um, it's already been spoiled for me. Okay, it was cool. Um, Sean, take us away. Who, who... Uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, Speed Metal, number one, written by Joshua Williamson and art by Eddie Barrows. And that yeah, very this... first, that very first scene and that hug is from the Rebirth, right? Yeah, DC Rebirth number one. That scene shows up where Wally comes back up Speed Force, and yeah. this is such a good issue. This made yeah. me so happy. I I think um, one thing is like what. Every time they bring Manhattan up in a different comic other than like, you know, uh, something dealing with the Watchmen, it really seems like they just walk him off as some like existential force of like universal power. They don't really like mention like Doctor, I guess because they don't know who the fuck Dr. Manhattan is, but he's always he seems always looming at this point in the universe. Like, I just wonder if they do that on purpose because of like. You know, yeah, well, all this universe really had to do with Doctor Manhattan was he basically came in and stole time. Yeah, yes, yeah, so they don't As really know him. So that, to them, so, he's yeah. like a he's a yeah he is just a universal yeah. power that we've never had a conversation with. Um, but yeah, so. this issue is basically just the four flashes on the run from the Batman who laughs or the whatever he's called now. Yeah, the and darkest, yeah, the, the darkest, darkest night. night. Yeah, that's and cool. if there's a load of dark universe flashes after them. And yeah, so it's Barry Allen, Jay Garrick, Wally West, and Wallace West all running away from all these dark flashes. And one by one, they begin to fall behind. Yeah, well, they're, yeah, that's crazy. 
I don't get it though. So like they only have so much speed and they can run out of speed. Damn, that's well normally the speed force is infinite, but because now the universe is broken, the connection to the speed force is broken too. Damn. So there's a limited amount of speed force that they're all having to use. But yeah, Wally uses the speed force formula to speed them up a bit. Which yeah, was so, used so by Johnny like, and Jesse Quick. So he can just say that formula or or is he actually like conjuring the formula and it's just that's how they write it out? Um you know, through the yeah, there's a there's a mathematical formula that um, Johnny and Jesse Quick used to become flashes temporarily. I believe it's been a while yeah. since I've read any Mark Wade flash stuff, so I don't really remember. Johnny Quick is from Earth Two, Earth Three. I can't remember. Uh, there is a main universe, Johnny Quick. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think the Flash of Earth Three is called Johnny Quick as well, like the evil Injustice Society one. Sure, sure. It's called. So the part in this that was spoiled to me that I'm actually, I don't mind really having big spoil. I, I had a couple of things spoiled, but the big thing that was uh, presented to me online was a, a panel um, where it's Wally trying to, like he's thinking about what happened in Heroes in Crisis. And that's been spreading around the internet quite a bit right now. And the top comment that I saw with it was, this is why you shouldn't get mad at comics for anything that happens in comics because some writer in the future is going to come in do a little work in. I mean, Jeff Johns made an entire career out of like fixing issues with comics. The king yeah. of retcon. Yeah, that's important. Retcon, mm. mad important. When it needs to be done, it needs to be done. What yeah. did you guys think about that uh, thought bubble kind of process with Wally? Um, I'm just looking for it now. Is it this scene? I'm just going to post in the chat. Sorry, pictures just uploading. The fucking art was phenomenal. Just throughout this, really good. Let me see. Oh, the Manhattan page. So that's one, not that's what cool. I was thinking of, but this is kind of talking about like that same kind of uh, attitude. Uh, talking just about like what Wally was dealing with, with you know, figuring out his place in time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's another one somewhere. I know he goes through another monologue at some point. There was one on the following page, too, but that was more of a continuation of this one. That panel sequencing is just beautiful. I love that. The yeah. art on this is so good. And yeah, I like yeah. the Manhattan. I like the Manhattan. I think he looks great. You know, uh, this yeah, is, there it is the exact reason why I love Andrea Sorrentino is because of all crazy, crazy paneling that happens. Yeah. And there is another great page in this as well. Like later on, Wally gets his. Um, original costume back from like the Mark Wade flash run. And that's got like a cool panel effect as well. Yeah. But that to the the, the well. page prior to that was cool. Well, hold on. We'll get to that. Um, so the whole goal of this issue or there, the flashes journey is to um, get the Mobius, right? The yeah. Chair? So they're going to, for the Mobius chair yeah, and to wonder woman, get her the chair. She'll know. Yeah. What and, to do. Yes, basically, Jay and Wallace were the first ones to fall behind. Yeah, so they pretty much and, got hold them off, you know? Yeah. And then Barry gives extra speed force to Wally to get away because Wally's the one with the crisis energy that they need to protect. Yeah, yeah. So Barry gives Wally his speed force and then Barry falls behind. 
Him. And Wally basically <laughs> goes so fast he sheds his blue suit and yeah, gets his original was, one back. They like showed it shedding. That's, yeah, and then that's the next page where I posted in the chat where he's in his original costume. Oh, that was sick. And yeah, he gets to the um, Mobius chair and yeah, gives him like, the rock and roll too slow. Yeah, weird. and then he's floating through the Speed Force, and eventually finds like Jay, Barry, speed and Wally and all them lot in the Speed Force. Seems and very his... much like the Quantum Realm. Like it seems like there's pocket dimensions within the Speed Force or some shit. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Kind of yeah. Like I where see they go, that, yeah. it kind of seems like they just went to like a little pocket dimension within the Speed Force. It's you know or wherever they're all hanging out. Yeah, it's cool. But like then we get a scene of. Um, Wally reuniting with his kids, Jay and Irie, and his wife, Linda. And yes, this is the good. first time we've seen them all together since before New 52. Yeah, that's nutty. And as well in the Speed Force, we've got um, Bart Allen, um, we've got Avery, um, Iris, Jesse Quick, and Max Mercury as well. So Flash family is back. Yeah, that's dope. That's always cool to see, like, reuniting. Um, so it's then established that they're going to take the chair and run to Wonder Woman. Now it's, yeah. once again, they have the chair, now they're on the run. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was dope. I thought the art's, like, amazing. This was such a good issue, and especially following I... on from Williamson's last Flash issue this week as well. This worked well as, like, an epilogue to it. Oh, the Flash issue, you said? Yeah. So when is Flash is, it was this one this week. Oh, that was it? Yeah, Flash 762. Oh my god, he's been on it for so long. 101 issues he's written. Whoa. Wow. That's nuts. That's insane. And unfortunately, editorial fucked him over early on, but had a satisfying ending. That's cool. Um, but yeah, this right. issue worked well as an epilogue to it, and we'll get to the Flash issue a bit later on as well. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Um, what do we want to do? Just the X Men Twelve or the X Men Twelve, but the X of Swords creation. Just we'll just do them in one shot because they're kind of like I don't even want to talk about X Men yeah. Twelve to be honest with you. Like, not that we just like, briefly mentioned it because it did kind of set up. Yeah, X of Swords a bit. With yeah, why don't we just bang out bang out the X Men because we have three listed. Yeah. Oh, so, and we already kind of touched a little bit on Storm anyway last week. Yeah, so which should we do first? Twelve and swords or Yeah, do twelve do swords, the then do the then do the um do twelve uh and the swords and then do the okay. shots, the giant side. Um Okay, so X Men number twelve, written by Jonathan Hickman and art by Lennel Francis Yu. And this was basically um Summoner giving a history of what happened to Araco to Apocalypse? Mm-hmm. And this I've got to be honest, I last issue. His last issue for uh, Lenly, you yeah. Okay. I just sort of skim read this because it was a lot of just information, and I couldn't be bothered really. <laughs> I really yeah. enjoyed it. So they, yeah. So, Ty, do you want to give us the the brief? Yeah, you're they're, you're probably the best person to talk to because I didn't really. They're playing. Take much of this they're playing a board game. 
So and... yeah, they are. Um, it's basically kind of talking about um, him having a conversation with that character whose name escapes me really. And uh, um, rock slide. Thank you. I don't know why it's hard for me to remember that guy's name, but really what I it is. I remember, is... but I just went to the credits page where it's got all the characters in this issue on it. <laughs> yeah, fair, I fair. love how they do but that. It's very helpful when yeah, I don't I have do, characters. I do there. like that. Um, Basically what's happening is Apocalypse and uh, the Summoner are having a conversation and it establishes the connection, which we already kind of had previously, but this one is more setting up what's going on for X of Swords and kind of goes into some of the history of Apocalypse in the past and why there's a connection with Summoner um, and this different world, really. Um, I can't remember what issue it was in X-Men, but there was an issue where there was a fish-headed woman kind of tying into like a portal and everything. Mm-hmm. That comes back around tying into this universe that's talking about it. Yeah. My favorite thing about this is the three-panel layout per page. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, I, I like that too. I think it's... it's um... Uh, if you have uh, OCD, it helps. You know what I mean? It's very clean. This is a lot of setting up, really, the, uh, what this page is talking about, the uh, Summoners of the Mint. Yeah. And kind of, I mean, it's Hickman, so he's creating this giant background uh, for a mythos yep. um, that sets up uh, the crystal gateway structure that was established on, that Apocalypse established on um, Krakoa. Right, and we'll get into that gate later too, and the next mm-hmm. thing about, you know, he um. So also, I I think they brought it up in X Men Twelve, but I know in a panel they show it, the Twilight Sword. I just I don't know if yes. it's, is it is it brought up in Twelve? I mean, it's I think um, it is. I think it's directly mentioned. Um, this is another one of those like plot devices that Hickman is using. That's like how crazy can I get? But it's well, really. Do we all know what the Twilight Sword is? Do we know? Isn't that Surtur's sword in Marvel? Uh, it's his fucking sword, like his Twilight Sword. He reforges the Twilight. I'm a. I love Surtur. Um, he reforges the fucking Twilight Sword. That's how he comes back. And um, the Twilight Sword is like he's like a forger. Like so, like there's like times where like Surtur is just literally the universe and he's like the constellations and he's just banging his anvil and at like stars and shit and it's like a giant sword he's forging and then it always is like doom and he like brings about doom and Ragnarok so um I really hope that Surtur is a hundred percent the fire the fire giants are involved in this because they like if they mention the twilight sword yeah right here the twilight sword of the enemy tore the world asunder and it looks like fire giants to me so he has a whole army of fucking little little bastards. <laughs> um, just a level of deep dive nerd that I love. Yeah, so I know I'm good for something. So I hope this all <laughs> this fucking Twilight Sword shit. So, but it also in the X of Swords we find out that there seemingly seems to be ten factions of sword, like different. You know what I mean? Like the X of Swords. I don't know. We we it's find out ten of like, swords. Yeah, it's fucking cool. like the Roman numeral X for ten. Yeah. So, all right. So we got this established. He was just laying the groundwork. It was it was more of like yeah. a um an overview of the lands and like what had spawned the gate. It was some history of what Araco was before we go into X of right. Swords. Um. Now let's move into X of Swords. I uh, would just briefly mention the end of this issue where Summoner Banshee and Unus 
went into the external gate to Araco to what were they doing? Just recon work, was it? Yes. Yeah, they went in. Yeah, yeah. they went. They went in to survey the land. Yeah. They're going to be the okay. first through the gate, right? That's the idea. They're yeah. going to be the first through the yeah. gate. Yeah. Cool. Um. All right. Exoswords. This was cool. I know what so, I get. I get what Exos- people are saying. It's pretty drawn. Oh yeah, Sean, do your thing real yeah. quick. Exoswords creation written by Jonathan Hickman yeah. and Teeny Howard, who has been writing Excalibur, I believe. Uh, Correct. Okay, cool. And art nice. by Pepe Larraz, if I said Dude. that correctly. Pepe Larraz, this guy is like the modern day David Byrne. This guy is legendary. That's cool. Um, I, I yeah, the art in this was really good. I liked it. This I, is a I don't know if I've read anything with him before. This is but... a 21 issue thing, right? Am I just making that up? My f- uh, 22. That's it. Yeah. Jesus. I know. That's why I didn't fucking grab it physically for some reason. I'm like I don't want this dough. These I'm. I'll be damned if X Men gets all this fucking money out of me. You know what I, I mean? Can't <laughs> yeah. This every year, yeah, bro. Dude, sons of bitches. Um. So all right. This once again, I get what ev- I think. Tabs mentioned it that this felt it's long. It's three issues in one. Right, Tabs? Yeah, 66 pages. <laughs> yeah, it's really long. Um, it's yeah, also, but... it's also, I don't think there's enough. I think with the three issues, he was able at least to establish a decent, because uh, not a lot of this had been established. I mean, this is all pretty much new shit. We, we, you know, yeah. we're, we're, so I would think that if he were to cut pages out, I mean, he probably could cut 10 pages out. But anyway, um. I think it was needed to get some groundwork about what the hell's going on here. You know, at least try. And I yeah. think it succeeded at the end to keep everyone interested. You know what I mean? Like that very end bit of this issue, I think that's where I went, okay, I'm down. Like I'm yeah, down for this fucking definitely. shit. Yeah. Like so leading you know, if it didn't do that, I probably would have had a different yeah, the, feeling. The about beginning it. was very slow where we had the four horsemen attacking Del Delore. That sort of, I was like, oh, it's going to be a really heavy read, and I can't yeah. be bothered. But I then like when it got to the Krakoa stuff, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I like yeah. the Four Horsemen, though, just physically, you know? Uh, I think they look sick. It looks like we have an Xavier-type Xavier guy. Uh, you gotta, you know, it's just, it's cool. So these are a past-life apocalypse horsemen that have been locked away yeah. in a realm, and that's it. They've been waiting. His children. Uh, I love close. it. I love that. In that's why I like the... Apocalypse so much. I haven't read a lot of X-Men at all. Are Apocalypse Horsemen like the war, death, famine? Well, that's what they take. Of like classic horsemen. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely the Roman Catholic shit, right? That's where it's based. That's where he pulls it like from. I mean, I'm not saying he's a Roman Catholic. I'm just saying, I think that's where the four horsemen are grabbed from, you know? Yeah. So I knew, I knew one of them was war because someone has spoken about how he's the child of war. War, death. What are the other two? Famine and uh, pestilence. Pestilence, yeah. yeah. That's cool, you know? Sometimes one of them swapped out with, like, Conquest or something. Right. Hickman is obsessed with, like, these themes. He's obsessed with the Four Horsemen, as was seen in East and West. He's obsessed with flower gates, flowers everywhere. He's obsessed with those flash pages. I mean, it, it works really well for him. He's done a really great job with it. It's just, it's really funny seeing those themes pop up now in x-men and working so fluidly east and west is amazing just for the record (laughs) i know i know i gotta look into it i really did like the premise of that um Um, yeah that's another discussion though let's um 
All right, so Horseman. Then it goes to that cover page, right, and it tells you everybody who's going to be involved in this issue. Yeah, well, we've got the four Horsemen attacking Deldilor, the last Watchtower of the Kingdom Dryador, which I don't know if that's shown up before, if it's an established thing in Marvel history, but it was my first exposure um, to it. I guarantee you all of this is new. Like, he's laying down okay. for new shit, you know? Fair enough, okay. The um, they floating tower. Mess- they sniped. They snipe okay. the messenger, right? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, yeah the person the in the watchtower has basically been sent off to alert Saturnine. But the... But the Xavier-looking globe head... Yeah, the one with, like, the massive helmet on. I'm realizing something here. Isn't um, Taro a character? Taro is a mutant, right? Ooh, yeah, know. they mention it in this issue that Taro's a mutant. Oh, Taro. Oh, they... Okay. Okay. Oh, because I'm confused about that because it seems like Saturnine is like Tarot, but I'm confused about that a little bit. Also, she looks a little bit like Emma Frost. Yeah, I. Um, part of this story was in the Free Comic Book Day X Men issue, right? And I thought it was Emma Frost doing the Tarot reading because I didn't really read it closely. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was her too. So, and I also thought it would be weird if it was her. So I was definitely confused about that. So this feels like it must be more of a deep dive into some like X-Men lore that isn't really brought up a whole lot. I mean, just when he's doing the Grant Morrison thing, but just with a lot less LSD. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then it goes over to another, some forgotten place, some forsaken time. Um, I don't know if I grasp this, you know, they they go grab themselves a fucking leviathan. I don't know who these people are. It's a fish-headed lady that you mentioned before, Ty. You know, is that the same fish-headed lady in this scene? When did yeah. she show up before, yeah, okay. sorry? So she uh, appeared in an earlier issue of X-Men uh, kind of loosely. It was just setting up for, like, what was happening here. I think that was actually in the free mm-hmm. comic book day issue. Um, and it's pretty I, much the same. I, yeah, I think this, from this page onwards through the tarot card reading was all in the free comic book day issue. So the tarot reading is a little weird because what happens in the free comic book day issue does happen here as far as a reading. But in this issue, they say this has been the third time that I've had this uh, layout with the cards. So no matter how many times I pull it, it's the same response. So it is slightly different. It's basically redoing the scene, but having a different, yeah, exactly. Uh, different follow-up afterwards and saying this is the same thing if you're playing poker and you get the same set of cards you know six times in a row and then your cousin gets the same set of uh hand okay yeah now are we so are we going to go over these cards do we want to just go over them what each the so well it's like i'm kind of interested in like your pull she pulls the cards what is it how many does she pull six i think it's or five He's involved. Five. Apocalypse is in three of them. Like you know, I just think it's interesting. Like, is this this is the t- is this his reading? Who's reading? Who who's who's reading is this? For? That's kind of the thing to talk about. Is like this is a reading just to see what's going to happen in the near future, but right. it's not really clear who this is tied to. And I mean, she even acknowledges that. So the design that's on the cards, I think, is more just artistic. Um, metaphors and kind of showing uh, a setup what's it called when it's foreshadowing um for what's going to be happening but 
uh, it's less that that's what's actually on the cards and more about just telling the reader, hey, this is what the future of everything's going to look like. Right. Trippy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. The uh, Eight of Cups card, I really thought that that was going to be tied into um, the mutant that's been suppressed uh, from the island for uh, as long as she has. The friends, one who's friends with Mystique, the one who can see... Uh, uh, the oh, What's her name? Or the Oracle yes. lady. Yeah, yeah, the Oracle one. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought that was going to be tied in more to this, but I'm kind of pleasantly surprised that's not the case. I honestly thought Destiny. that. This... Yes, thank you. Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, I, I thought that this was going to be a big storyline of fighting apocalypse, and I'm very surprised that this is not the case. Dude, I hope, and I hope that this is a giant uh, 22 issue run defending Apocalypse. All he, you know, and because I just feel like I feel like when he enters in and like he's backstabbed, we well, think he could redeem himself and then die at the end of this. Yeah, he's kind of a genocidal maniac. I think that'd be kind of hard. I don't. But here's the thing. Yeah. I think he's only redeeming himself in the eyes of the mutants. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. I will never stop and say like he probably still try to wipe out all people and shit. But I think he's redeeming himself for what has happened to. Like he seems to love his children. Like it's weird. Like in in Powers of X, I just remember this one scene where um, I think he he walks through the gate when they just opened Krakoa, and it's like I think Magneto's like. You know, or or I think Charles says something like, no trouble, you know, like, we don't want any trouble. And he says, trouble. He was like, you are all my children. This is what I've always wanted. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. So, like, I was like, fuck, I wouldn't trust that son of a bitch. I was like, yo, you know. So, yeah, like, when that happened, I was shocked. Yeah, I just, I think the apocalypse they're drawing up here is something, someone who has, not, I don't want to call it empathy, but maybe some form of, he, you know, he does feel and things. He wants things to go. I mean, he does cry in this issue. He, yeah, he, he cries. that was fucking crazy. Apocalypse yeah. crying? Like, when are you ever going to see that? No, that was really cool. I can't wait till we get to that. All right, so pretty much the Summoner and Banshee come out of a giant, uh, come out of the gate, out of this giant, like, fucking Leviathan monster again. Um, He's screaming, like, we need to get him to a healer. So they get him to the healer. And Apocalypse, you know, he's wondering what happened. Summoner gives him the runaround about how they went through the yeah. gate, and they were pretty much bamboozled right away and then apocalypse and summoner go to the quiet council mm-hmm. and are talking about the external gate and araco and what apocalypse's plan is and but he also counts about the yeah they talk about the gate and how we made the gate is what apocalypse says and then magneto makes the correction and says no you did it yourself and didn't ask yeah. anybody's permission and He's like, well, if I didn't have Krokoa's blessing, then it wouldn't have let me, would it? That's and super Krokoa cool. is supporting it's Apocalypse like, here. He, yeah, I love that. So then they go to what's his name? What's the um? Uh, Douglas. I can't Douglas. remember what his superhero name is. Yeah, uh, Cryptex or some shit. What is it? Come on, yes. it's uh, no, it's uh, something. It's something like what's cipher 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 yeah cipher yeah. yeah so he he does it and he's like whoa really and he's like all right i'll say it he's like yeah apocalypse is right so i just like how apocalypse did he really go behind i think charles looks at it and he says good one you know you know good like he he respects that he found a way around the council you know in some fashion by just going straight to her the krakoa itself so and he makes basically this gives us a bit of what happened last issue 
where it says, or oh, what was established last issue about the Twilight Sword tearing Akara in half. Right. Surtur, maybe. I would hope. Maybe, be awesome potentially. If Surtur shows up, that'd be so cool. <clears throat> be nuts. Um, but then they... Yeah, they're, they, they go about a vote, right? They take it to a vote, and then what happens? Then isn't it that... They, they're basically like, what you do, you do about the blessing of the council. But then it yeah, well, they up, all vote they want to close it, and then Krakoa says the eternal game must yeah. yeah, well, the, well, she really says, and then, you know, Cypher <laughs> translates it, you know? Um, but uh, I like how Charles, once again, is like, we respect you. I can see it's weird how he's letting... He, uh, you have to be pretty humble, you know, to allow... Or at least not, maybe he's just not stupid. Yo, Charles is very respectful of Krakoa. He's, right. He knows Krakoa. I guess has just as much is, to say, you know? It wouldn't yeah. happen without her, you know, without the... Without it's the still so weird about the fact that he's walking around. I don't understand that. I still don't. Oh, right? Well, he never got the... It never happened, right? Because through, through the timeline changes of Powers of X, it never happened. I mean... I feel like what's happened is this is following short, like connecting the Grant Morrison run of new X-Men to everything in the main universe. Cause that was thrown out for a little while, but interesting. I mean, this does feel like a lot of like love towards the original designs of the characters and some of the best parts. But now that we're digging into this new history going on with Arako and Krakoa. And I just, I'm just interested to see what's going to happen because I, I want to know if this is going to be more like love letters to the origins of the X-Men. Kind of seems like that's what he's been doing. I mean, I mean, like, you yeah. know, through Powers of X, I saw a lot of love letters, you know, I, you know, just through that shit and like through, you know, through this stuff. Definitely. Um, yeah, because House and Powers basically did the whole thing of it's all canon. It's all. Yeah, yeah. right. It's all canon, which was pretty. You know, it's interesting. That's a really good way to take it because uh, I'm it got me back into it, which is nice. Um, so so then Magneto says anything you do from here is without our blessing. And then I love Apocalypse because he's like, of course, I will ask for volunteers. You know, like I love that, that. picture, dude. Oh, we lost Craven. Oh, there he is. Back. And he's back. Um, so then you get your volunteers. Well, you got Black Bolt, right? Uh, oh, is that who that is? No, oh, is that okay? Because I was um, like, shoot, I can't remember the name. It's Havoc, isn't it? Havoc. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Goth's that's why. He, that's why he put yeah. out that crazy blast uh, later on. Um. And who's yeah. the chick? This is Magneto's daughter, right? Yes. Polaris. Yeah. She kind of looks like Amora the Enchantress, which kind of throws me off. But yeah, you know, Amora has blonde hair, but um. And we also have Beast and. Angel and who is the redhead? Yes, but we can't. We can't. Daughter. We can't go without mentioning that Apocalypse says to. Isn't it? Who says? Doesn't Apocalypse have a conversation with Angel? Yeah. Yes. That That's when we get through the portal. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll get to that then. Um, who is the? Who is the guy stood talking to Apocalypse when Beast and Angel are having their little combo? The green with the green suit? Yeah, the green guy stood in front of it's Banshee's not, daughter. It's not Cable, is it? Because I think he's in this. Uh, you know, just from that angle. It might be Cable. I know Cable's. Uh, no, that is. Richter, it says. Richter. Yeah, he uh, controls earthquakes. Oh, okay. 
the Richter. He's, uh, he's and... actually at the end of uh, Logan, the film Logan. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't really remember. Is he the kid? Is he the kid who leads? Yeah, he's one of the kids. Yeah, who leads it though? Like, is he might be him? Yeah. Um, If I remember correctly, he was a part of the New Mutants. Okay. Okay. So. And who is? And the final chick. uh, Monet. Yeah, Monet's been around for a long time. Yeah, but it's it says they give us a back they give us a back history. Monet she gets brought up in like I think the. She is the epitome of X Men like fuckery when it comes to timelines. Like she's super overpowered. She's like Superman, but she also has like this form where she's got spiky hair and she's psychic. Like she's got all kinds of powers. Like she's okay. the most overpowered mutant in the entire like history of the X Men. Somewhere, she's really- somewhere prior to her showing up right there and walking into the gate, they mention her in some fashion in this issue. And I can't remember. Yeah. They say something about her. It's, I don't know if it's on the white pages or not. You know, it's like through that dialogue. I think it was one of the white pages about tarot, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, okay. So they walk through the gate. We get that brief thing about the overworld kingdoms and you get the, you know, the fair courts, the foul courts. Pretty cool. I like how they do that, like, like little diagrams of shit. Um... We cut back to the healing gardens. And Where Cable and Rachel decide to read Banshee's mind to see what is giving him pain. Because mm-hmm. his body is recovering, but his mind is troubled, they basically say. By the way, I'm just realizing that Rachel doesn't have her war paint on. Hmm. That's interesting to see. Because like that's been such a staple of her character that like she keeps all that on because she's from that distant mutant future. So her not having it must be. She's the one who's rolling up with Cable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She, okay. So she's going. No makeup, I'll baby. No makeup. Some point. Um. Okay. So then through the gate, and Archangel sees Apocalypse smiling. He says, "It's good to see you in this form." Not the other. Yeah, because they are. I like that. Angel died a little while ago in this series, or it might be in House and Powers, and he was reincarnated into his normal human self. Yeah, but he says he made him an angel of death. I love that. I'm like hell yeah. So Archangel's been imbued by Apocalypse's. Can so that's the backstory. Yeah, he's been imbued. Yeah, that's awesome. So how is he back as Archangel now? In um, Reminder's X-Force, they kind of touch on that. Like, cool. he has not, like, developed the ability to just flip back and forth, but he does seek out means of being able to transition back into Archangel form. Um, so that way, okay. because it does give him a lot more power, it does fuck with his, like, head and his psyche, though. Um, okay. It's something that he's mentioned, like, has messed with, like, his psychology. Uh, it makes him feel like he's going insane, because when he was Archangel, he feels like that was the worst point of himself. Um, there was also a point during uh, one of the more recent Uncanny X-Men runs where he kind of touches on his own insanity and dealing with the trauma of being Archangel. So that's why he has so much hate for Apocalypse for this. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering because he was reincarnated, he was reborn as normal Angel early on in this series or House yeah. Powers. So I was just wondering how he changed back. But okay. I'll have to like, figure out like how he's able to transition so easily, but I'm I'm gonna have to look into that. <laughs> the thing that scares me about Apocalypse is that he, like what he says right here, he's like one cannot call something a sin 
when it's a righteous work being done i'm like yeah you're horrifying if that's what you fucking believe you know like he's so delusional to his own thing but as of um, now, i still dig his path that he's walking so we'll see. what is unus's power i don't know because they mentioned in the last issue or early on this issue he was called unus the untouchable and he's clearly been touched so i'm just oh yeah yeah no yeah uh they even say like when they back then they when they <laughs> when when they when banshee and um, okay they talk he, uh he can create an invisible psionic barrier around his body that can deflect objects and energy beams <laughs> maybe they just caught up to him got overwhelmed yeah. or some shit we'll assume overwhelmed at this point um so they see that he's prisoner. Apocalypse sees the horseman, you know? And he starts crying. Yeah, that's cool. I loved it. I was like, damn. You know? My light, my lo- my life, you know? So he thought... So he's going over there thinking that they're his children and that they're just going to embrace him because he's all feeling, you yeah. know... Like he falls to his knees and yeah. gets emotional. They're like, stand, we want to see you, how we remember you as a titan, as a god. And then... They give him the old one-two through the chest. Yep. Yeah. Um, who is, is this war, the one with the fire? I would assume. Because she's Summoner's mother, isn't she? Something like that. Okay, I'm not going to lie, guys. I really, like, when I turned this page, I was like, no way! Like, I don't want to be the guy that's like, like that. When he got stabbed? When he got stabbed? Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Me too. When I first saw this and page, I, I, didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even that. clock that someone was hitting him in the back as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That little yeah. bitch just stabbing him in the back. Like it, a little it got to the next page where we see someone turn on the others. Yes. And then I went back and was like, oh shit, he's stabbing Apocalypse as well. Yeah, yeah they had to, yeah, so summoner, they had to like, add that little tidbit in real quick, or otherwise you'd be like, what the fuck? Why is he stabbing him? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so Summoner has... Banshee's daughter uh, responding in turn by attacking them all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And her name's Siren, isn't it? Yes, it is. Thank you for uh, helping with that. Let's see. These designs... It's a retreat, right? It's a retreat. That's what ends up happening. They're like, back to the gate! And then the fucking Summoner cuts fucking... What's his name? Rockslide? What's his name? Yes. Yeah, because they had played that game where... It lets you find your enemy's weakness, and he's like, oh, I know your weakness, and just fucking cuts him in half. Yeah, but that's nuts how they drew the skeleton, his body, like, you know, like, underneath the rock, there's a body there, you know? It's like, that's cool. Um, But yeah, so Archangel and Siren get Richter and Apocalypse out, and it looks like Havoc and Polaris stay. Uh, yeah. That is exactly what happens. And Monet. Yeah. And Monet, yeah. Um, yeah isn't, isn't that Monet, like, yelling at the, the lady, the yes. tarot card reader? That's a part of her abilities, like, being a psychic, is her able okay. to project herself. Oh, and we see her with the spikes on the left of the page as well. Yep. Like I said, man, she's got, like, too many power sets. <laughs> Whoa, so that's a sick chick. That's cool. I didn't realize that. Was and so we hard. see Cable running back to the summer household. Yep to find out what this thing they got from Banshee's memory was and Scott recognizes it about young Cable uh, so I, far, I like think he's him. a cool design 
You know, I think he's a cool design. I I, I haven't read his solo run yet. That's like two ever, or three issues in. Have you read any of the stuff where um, no. Cable? Is, oh. <laughs> no, I've read <laughs> nothing. Cable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, some X Men stuff or something. Oh, that's also no. But anyway, there's just like uh, <laughs> I'm not um, a big Marvel guy. No, I know, I know. Well, let me let you in on a cool little thing. So there's a storyline where Cable is actually in the future they go to like the future and it's just cable in the apocalyptic whatever world he's living in but it's actually wolverine um and wolverine is actually cable he took on the moniker um he lost his arm due to a cybernetic you know just like cable he is or whatever he got consumed by like cybernetic technology but because he has a healing factor it's been stopping it but he lost his ability to pop his claws in that arm so he like refuses to pop the claws in the other arm out of like spite you know, so it's like a cool storyline. I have to look up which one that is, but um, it was neat. So that's kind of my favorite cable. Like, so that design, like having him be Wolverine in the future, actually, and having him the cybernetic arm and shit. That's why it made me wonder if Josh Brolin, he didn't pop the claws yet. You never know if he might be able to, you know, and he actually is the Wolverine from the future or some shit. I don't know. Just some, <laughs> it was some weird trippy story, but it was neat. And it, it wrapped up pretty nicely. Um. But anyway, for this one, I think he's cool. I think he's a little brat, you know? I think he's, you know, in, I, I, in this one. I did love in, I think it was X-Men issue two, where he's like, oh, I'll give, I'll give Summoner a peace treat, a peace offering. I'll give oh, him a yeah. gift. And then he goes back and it's like, so what did you give him? Oh, I gave him a grenade. And mm-hmm. then it just blows up. And then Summoner starts attacking again, thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's still- like, oh, yeah, shit. That was probably a bad idea. He's still a like a little shit, you know. Um, I truly don't know what his power is. What is his mutant power? Because he was just like flaming in the eye the other page, the other panel. He's psychic, and that's a big part of it. He he gets it from Jean Grey, from what I can recall. Um, I believe he's just a telekinetic, as far as I can recall. No, he's I'm he's a full psychic. He, I'm wondering about the the uh, the the love of weapons, though. Like, why is he so connected to like weaponry? You know, he's always. I think that's because of the distant future. Um, because of the cybernetic thing that was going on, he needed to rely on weaponry. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, to he's an interesting character. Um, I feel like there's another power set that I'm missing, but I can't think of it. Yeah, like that's what I'm wondering. Is there is there something else? Um, I like the sword though. Um, yeah, I dig him. Why do you not like him, Ty? How do you feel about him? I mean, it's just interesting choice to make him young when he's been an old man for years and years and years okay. i mean it's not necessarily bad because it's i mean he's a time traveler so it kind of makes sense right but it's just an interesting choice especially when you know rob liefeld very openly copied him off of terminator right you know? yeah they didn't they even say oh no was that that was in a no i'm sorry that was in a batman thing about the terminator thing never mind my bad. Um, but yeah, I can see him being a copy of the Terminator for sure. Um, he has... Word right now. He has some psionic skills and psychokinesis. Uh, hmm. So mostly telepathic, but he has got some psionic abilities. See, that's kind of weird, though, isn't that? Wouldn't that power set seem weird for him? Because, like, I'm, I'll just go back to the movie, but like, I feel like that's not the shit he was doing. You know, it's interesting. Well, I think that they didn't want to tie that version to the uh, rest of the X Men movies because they were kind of uncertain about what the X Men movies were going to be like in the future. That's true. 
That's true. Um, like they didn't even establish that he was Cyclops's son or anything like that. Yeah, that. Yeah, right. They didn't bring any of that up. Um, so then we have this tarot card reader lady pauses everything, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. She's mad powerful. Yeah, she comes down from her silver palace and stops everything. Mm-hmm. And she has a conversation with the horseman, right? And the the one horseman's just like, doesn't matter. We're still gonna fuck you up or die trying to fuck you up. And then she pretty much. What does she say? She's why they do retreat. I forget what reason though. She turns that horseman into a child, basically, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah but th- does he remain? <laughs> it kind of doesn't look like he's a child in the next one, though. Like the ne- maybe he still is though. Maybe it's just the way the art's drawn. So he just remains child form. What a punk! That would suck. Mm-hmm. He just lost all. Yeah, life. so basically, he's like, "Yeah, we'll fight you in the arena. Then we challenge you to like official combat." And yes, and this is where the Ten of Swords, right? Yeah, which is a great. Like, I didn't even think of sword when I, I read the title for this, and then they just do that. They're just like, "Boom, sword." He did. Cable make that sword, or did he? Did he make that uh... sword to be inserted? I think that's a part of his like, new like armor. Just an energy weapon, I think, and like right. they needed like something energy based to cut through that or open it, or whatever. So yeah, Don't that's really cool. Know. So I'm just wondering, who but, are we? Are we going for ten teams or ten individuals representing ten individuals? Colonies? So who's all ten? Um, Take a guess. They actually have it. They have a. They have it in the in the front. It's uh, Wolverine, Apocalypse, Cable. Um, Let's see here. Magic, which makes sense. Um, then there's one, two, three, four, five people in the background that you don't know about yet. One of them looks like Magneto. Yeah, uh, Magneto, it looks like. Wait, what, Sorry, what, who's what, the one what, on what bottom right of the picture? So I know that character is actually from Excalibur, but I can't remember their name. Is uh, it Psylocke? One, one is definitely Magneto. A hundred percent. Is that Cypher in the middle? That looks like his yellow jacket. And Storm with the white hair. Yeah. So what? They all have to fight? No, that looks like a team of ten fighting. That is totally storm. Because like, look at the lightning connected to the sword. They're not going to fight each other. No, they're fighting the horsemen and their army in the arena. Right. Um, I'm just trying to work out who the others could be. The one on the left with two swords. So do we know anyone who dual wields? Uh, let's see. Hold on. He's wearing a robe. I feel like I know that old X-Men villain, but I can't think of who it is. Yeah, well, I will say the that. chick next to Wolverine. She's awesome. Magic. Yeah, she's fucking sick. Uh, she's even one of the coolest mutants. In yeah, the- she seems mad powerful. Like, I remember, I think it was in the... Oh, yeah! No, wait. Was it in the one with Magneto? Or they were on the battlefield and Magneto was like... No, it was Cyclops and her, I think. They were on the battlefield. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, and it was cool. Just Commander. I know they had, like, a good rapport um she does not get enough is, attention, i hope she does is, though coming is, into this is betsy braddock psylocke um yes she's got like okay, two that she's had. one is a white skinned uh british person and then all the way to the right of the page is that her all the way to the right of that page no yeah that's um i'm just going through the first issue she just seems um, like she's got a purple sword and she's yeah psylocke's like, one with the union jack armor really that's her design from excalibur okay 
That's huh, okay. Well, shucks, you minor to knowledge. <laughs> um, all right. So pretty much it's dope. I'm excited. I don't know if I'm and excited for 22 of them. One <laughs> thing I'm just going to mention. Sounds like a I was ball, expecting. Um, in X Force, we've had the Cerebro Sword. Right. I think. And Magneto I was expecting that, that to tie in. I think Magneto's um, wielding it. No, I know, I know, but I'm oh, saying I bet you they're gonna get it. Like he's gonna get it back. Okay. And I think that's my guess. That yeah, he's but we've going got like the names of all the swords, and it seems like they are established. Yeah, but no, nobody there has weapons. the Twilight, and there's more than ten swords on that list, isn't there? Count all the swords. That's that. No, because like it. I think it's like there's a name for it, and what it represents, like the Twilight Blade, Mercy. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Elizabeth gotcha. Braddock. Yeah, you know what? I just looked it up. Yeah, you're completely right. Elizabeth Braddock. Uh, I must have never read that story yes. arc. Okay. Who, what yeah, this is the new, from? like, um, Excalibur, Dawn of X stuff. Uh, okay. So it's going on right now. What page is the sword thing on? The very last one? Something like that? Um, five or six pages before the end. Yeah, I want to stay in. Going, going, going. Yeah, Twilight Blade Mercy for my red sword. Yeah, well, who's got the Twilight Sword? So I also want to know this then too. You think it's just the X Men versus the Four Horsemen? That's it. That's all it's going to be. It's just going to be the ten X Men versus the Four Horsemen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hmm, I'm interested. They've like challenged them to combat in the arena. So well, it seems like an unfair fight. You know what I mean? Like, what's the name of the um? Captain Britain looking character with the blonde hair that has the sword. He has the uh, uh, fighting lion emblem. Because he's definitely uh, in the background there. Give me a second to get back to that page. Yeah. It's just interesting to see some of the choices because this is, again, where, one of the. Where, which one am I looking at? Sorry. Um, so one of them has a kind of traditional, like, Claymore-style sword, um, and that's definitely... I'm looking at an X of Swords cover. Um, is this... It looks like Captain Britain. Okay. He was in Excalibur, I think. That would make sense. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, and I think... Just give me a second to have a quick flick through the first issue. This is just an interesting selection here. Of people, well, yeah. it's, like I said, it's a deep dive. It's just like there's so many characters that Every have not single, been brought up. In some fashion, though, it, seems um, like... it looks like Captain Britain died oh, in the first issue. Wolverine of is holding Excalibur. the Moramasa blade, right? That Moramasa, Mora, isn't that what's called? Oh, bro, he's you're holding the Mora. Right. Yeah, he's holding that blade. That's the only blade that can cut his skin, like and he and like and like not make him heal. It cuts out the healing factor. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I was because I was like, why would Wolverine have a fucking sword? Like he's got six of them, you know, in his claws. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the Mori Ma the Mora Masa blade, something like that. Maybe that's one of the swords mentioned. I never really read the list again. It looks yeah. like Games Ro Radar has yeah, a list of all of the people who are sword bearers uh, in the battle. Um, I will link that in the chat so we can uh, post that on our social medias. Crave, you know about the Moramasa, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's appeared in plenty of uh, Wolverine comics. It, it cuts out his healing factor, right? Uh, it's made it out of Mantium as well, I believe. So it could cut his arm so, off, too. It could, like, go, it could go yeah. toe to toe with the metal. 
It's almost like Moon Knight. I don't know if everybody knows, but Moon Knight also has an adamantium pole. Uh, oh, there, right. You know, and I think that would be really cool um, to have Moon Knight fight Wolverine in the future movies. Or like, um, from my understanding, I don't know if you noticed, but the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the shield that Captain America gave him looked different uh, in the end game. I'm pretty sure because that shield's made out of ad ad adamantium. So I have a feeling like the Wolverine is showing up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier like storyline in some fashion. Uh, they really should have. They needed. They they blew the whole Nick Fury scratch on the eye thing. It should have been fucking Wolverine. It just and yeah, that cat thing was such a letdown. They down. just blew that so hard, and I, it was just upsetting. But anyway, all right. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, else? it ends with. Um, I like this Scott Jean and um, Cable on the sword satellite station wait wait, wait 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 crave what did you like what did you like sorry <laughs> the the cat scratching the eye i thought no, that was hilarious it should have no it should have been <laughs> fucking nick fury and it should have been wolverine and that's why he couldn't trust somebody last time I, because i'm gonna assume that like weapon x nick fury's first position was working for weapon s who his father previously worked for oh i'm retconning this shit right now and then fucking um Nick Fury saw that Logan was a person and let him out of his cage once. And when shit hit the fan or a noise went down, he he swung at him and then like ran or some shit. And then that's did we hear that Nick Fury's getting a Disney Plus show? Oh, I did not. So young, yes. you're talking old Nick Fury, old with, man with Samuel L. Jackson oh, starring. Oh, he's going to be in a show. It's not a. He's going to be not okay. It's not said oh, Nick Fury show just yet. Okay. No, he's going to be in one of confirmed. That's cool. So he's well, got he's that's something he's, that hasn't been uh, decided. You know, they haven't released too many details. Don't you think it's gonna be he's going to be agents of Sword or some shit? Just because he is now Sword, right? Didn't at the way that's going to come at some point. Yeah, uh, everyone seems to be reporting that a Nick Fury series is in the works, starring Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Well, from the reporting that I had seen earlier in the week, it's just he is in a show. Cool. So either one, we're oh, going to get some this is, now. Yeah. It, yeah. It this is. is it's only one day ago this was released, these articles. Yeah. Damn. All right. So, I'm pumped. What's next? What do, you do you want to go into Undiscovered Country? But before we do, I, w I know, because I know Crave doesn't want that spoiled, and he wants to hop on that, like, he wants to read that eventually. So, did you read yep. Flash? I'm just wondering, Ty. There's no, I didn't. Flash. Sean, do you want to talk about Flash or do you want to skip okay. it? It's up to you. We can save it until next week if okay. anyone else is reading it. Go um, for it. Uh, I can quickly Tell go me. over it then. Was this the last issue? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, so Flash 762 is the final issue in Joshua Williamson's run. And this has art by Howard Porter. Have I got a recap for the last hundred and one issues? No, no, just tell us like what if it ended, what's he where yeah. what um, this, so the final arc is called Finish Line and it is the final showdown between Barry Allen and Eobard Thorne cool. until they decide to bring him back. That's the reverse flash, correct? Yes, Professor Zoom. So the previous few issues have sort of retconned some stuff like Heroes in Crisis now being retconned to be because of Eobard Thorne. Oh, wow. Eobard used some sort of hyperspeed frequency to hypnotize people. Only subtly, but enough to sort of manipulate events. So he caused Wally to sort of go a bit. You know, that guy's a real pain in the ass. Like that yeah. dude. Real douchebag. That guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
Um, Eobar's basically trying to force Barry to kill him. He's like, come on, I'm a paradox. You can kill me, just do it. And Barry's like, like we can't keep running the same race every time. We need to move past this. I forgive you, Eobard. Ooh, and shit. Eobard's basically like, you can't forgive me. You don't get to forgive me. Our race will never end. Your entire life is because of me, Flash. Without me, you are nothing. And he's basically running towards Flash to attack him. And Flash vibrates and lets Eobard pass through him. And when Eobard passes through him, Flash gives him some of his speed force. Now, Eobard Thorn has negative speed force, which has basically, up to this point, allowed him to be a living paradox, okay. where he can never die, he can never be erased from a time stream because he is a living paradox because of his negative speed right. force. So when Barry gave him some of the positive speed force, it cancelled itself out and he is no longer a paradox. Is he still a fast guy, though? Is that part of it still there? No, he's just a normal man. He, it all gets erased because he's no longer a paradox. He has never been a speedster. And basically, he just disintegrates into nothingness. I mean, it cuts back to the 25th century. And he's just a regular guy giving tours at the Flash Museum. Fuck. That's cool. Yeah, that's so dope. Yeah, Eobard, that's pretty cool. And they mention the reverse Flash. Oh, the irony. But the identity is unknown. Wow. So even in... Yeah, yeah. But even... Okay, so even in the, the Flash Museum... There's the reverse flash shit is in there too, like like all the it is, but, yeah. But, yeah, there's, but he doesn't. The know identity it. is unknown yeah. because he basically stopped existing. Does so he know only... it? Does he? So he doesn't even know it. That like... no, e okay. Eobard is giving tours to these kids, and he's like, I can't imagine being someone so full of hate. Whoa! Was... But you were, bitch. <laughs> That's dope. Because that in sick. canon, he basically had this role, and he learned that he was the reverse flash. Okay. And it made him go insane, basically, learning he was his hero's greatest enemy. Whoa, damn. That's cool, too. And, so um, and it will be a reboot eventually, or there will be a Flash. No, there's, there's still more issues, but this is the end of Williamson's run. Like, this the next few issues run by Phil and Writer, then it goes into the endless winter stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, e Eobard is happy. He's got a life now. That actually sounds like he a has... sick fucking issue, you know? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was an amazing issue, an amazing end for run. Yeah. Um, Godspeed, who died a few issues ago, is back from the dead somehow. We don't know how. His um, name's Godspeed. That's a cool name. Godspeed. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Um, he's back from the dead somehow, and the issue starts to, like a few pages before the end. We have the Flash family having a barbecue, and everyone's there for the first time in years. Not Wally though, because he's still off being Manhattan-esque in... Right. Yeah. But yeah, Jay Garrick's there, all the kids are there, Bart's back, Jesse, Max, everyone's back, and it's good. Yeah, that's cool. So he got to end his run on a good note. That's yeah. neat. And we see Barry sort of imagining talking to his mum, and he's like, I'm this because of what you taught me, and it's a really like bittersweet moment. And yeah, it was really good. And then we're going to have a fill-in, so it's fill-in shit, yes. because we still don't know what's going to happen with the death metal stuff. To no. Yeah, okay. Wow, but I wonder whatever, yeah, this, what Unlucky Seth gets the next like four issues, I wonder what he's going to do with it, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I believe the next issue is a Doctor Alchemy issue or arc or something. Okay. And, yeah. Cool. But yeah, when Williamson's arc, when his story's been allowed to shine, it has really been great. 
That's but cool. he's even said early on in Rebirth, editorial wasn't letting him do what he wanted to. They didn't let him like use Wally. They didn't let him bring back Bart. Early and Rebirth editorial sounds awful. Some you know at some points. Um, yeah, what about, and uh, um, then some of the Year of the Villain stuff sort of ruined his run a bit, and then waiting for Doomsday Clock to finish yeah. interrupted his run. And it's sad because it had the potential to be great, but it had so many problems and hiccups on the way that were outside his control. Yeah, I it, mean, what do you do? It, you know, you just, well, it, right, it, you just it had right. a really great ending, and it was a really good run. Yeah, it sounds I'm cool. I almost want to pick up that last issue just because I'd like to see him happy, you know, and I'd like to have that issue, like yeah. that, like that last one he just did. That's cool. Um, all right, how about Shazam fifteen? Yeah, I don't. It's up to uh, Ty. Did you get to read that? You're muted. You're a mute. You're a mute. You're boy. muted. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh-huh. Um, I did, but that was not my favorite read. Well, Fair enough. Let's, but real quick, this was the end, right? This was that. Oh, yeah, you said this was just like a fucking filler, John, because they pretty much ended it the last time. Yeah. yeah they did the big so, fight and shit, and now it's just yeah. like, so what so was it? Shazam 15, written by Jeff Loveness and art by Brandon Peterson. Wait a sec. It wasn't, didn't John's write 14? Yeah. This was just a leftover fill-in they had because they were... Exp- uh, a few issues ago, they were expecting it to be delayed, so they had a fill-in done. Oh. But then John sort of got it back on track, and they just decided to release it anyway. Hmm. Who knows why? Yeah, I feel bad. That sounds this. All of this sounds terrible, to be honest with you. Yeah. Already, it's not a good story. I, I thought it was a. <laughs> I don't know. What it, the story behind it is it's just weird. Was it a Shazamly? Yeah. Was it a Shazamly happy ever after shit or something? It was just Shazam, and I I liked the message this had. I liked what it tried to yeah. do, but it wasn't executed amazingly. What's no, I message? mean, it was, what's, it was what's the message? Yeah. What are they yeah. trying to convey? Well, we see Billy talking to one of his teachers, and she's like, "Well, yeah, the superheroes protect us, but like, what does she say?" Um, she's like, "We can we can ask deeper questions, like why is Lex Luthor still about? Why isn't he being locked up for good? Why does the Joker keep escaping?" Yeah, and it it tries to get deep, but because it's only one issue, it can't really get into it too right. well and it's just a yeah, 21, she, it's just a 21 page right yeah uh. yeah because she says we shift superman but then we set luther three and let him get right back to exploiting us all because lex caught gas is two bucks cheaper we love seeing batman chase the joker through gotham in his billion dollar tank but when it comes to funding mental health facilities we just simply don't have the money and then joker's out of arkham two weeks later and we all act surprised and shift batman over again yep and the issue is basically Billy having to realize that there are deeper issues that superheroes aren't fixing. Yeah, like, get to the roots, man. Like, get to the roots. Yeah, that's a shame. So they tried to put a deep message into something so short. Dude, 21 pages is short, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's... and I, it was fine, but it's just but not very it, memorable. Right? Done. That was Shazam. Shazam's now put on hold. There's no more Shazam in the future. Yeah, now. it's over. Yeah, yeah now at least. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it sounds like I would have ended with the fight. Yeah, well, they just already had this issue done. No, I know. Like, Let's just money, money. It. We already yeah. paid it. We paid for it, so we might as well make it back. Yes, we might as well. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many people going in because it sounded like Ty. It sounded like you going into it knew that this this issue was going to be a stupid well, fucking issue. It was advertised uh, in advance, and it was not 
being sold as a tie-in to the Jeff Johns story that was being developed. And I mean, that already felt rushed enough as it is. I really do want Suzanne to continue. He's a cool character. I just don't really understand what happened here. I feel like this is the same thing that happened when Jeff Johns did Vibe for like three issues and then left. And now you get the leftovers from that. And I don't think that's a really smart move to do for people who are reading the comics. I feel like if you're going to commit to something, that's fine, but do a better transition. I mean, this feels like like I don't have time to do this because I'm dealing with Mad Ghost Productions. Yeah, and John's, he sort of called dibs on it and didn't let any other writers have it because he wanted to follow up his New 52 Shazam stuff. So He has done that so many times. He did all 1 through 14 then? That was his whole run? No, he didn't uh, do issue 12 was a fill-in by the same writer and us, but I didn't actually read 12. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he called dibs on it and didn't let any other, anyone else have it. And then he actually got around to doing it and it was just played by delays and art problems and the end I just think fell apart. Shazam's a cool character too. Um, that, me never reading anything Shazam, but I've seen him in the Justice League movies and I just always remember this one scene where like, Wonder Woman's at the they're at the Justice League tower or whatever, and um, they uh, oh the hall. I'm sorry. Um, oh, justice. Yeah, and um, Batman's Batman's like, or Wonder Woman's like calling Batman out as like you're you knew that Billy was a child, and and then he says, I just wanted Billy to get the justice that he deserved or something, and he's like, oh what? So he could end up like uh, so, or he's like just I this was know. Young Justice, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. And he was like, something about the Robin. He was like, oh, just like you do with your Robins. He's like, no, I I took on Robin so that he would not become me, that he would find yeah. the killer. So That's a great thing. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like that attitude of Batman. He seems a Batman who mourns for the people who have lost their parents and shit. It's pretty dope. You know, it's a, it's a cool concept. So, yeah, I like Shazam, but I like him as a child. I, I, I like the Shazam movie. I thought it was good. I thought it was a decent yeah, movie. A yeah, I really want Mark Wade to write the uh, next Shazam stuff. But what I was the next part I want to say is though I'm not necessarily a fan of Shazamly. I don't. I. It's just me being. It's always they always. I just, they always do that. There's like you know. It's like every time there's a main villain, the villain is always the anti version of you know. It's like the Flash, the Reverse Flash. It's always they always do that the first time around. It's always like the Yellow Lanterns, the Green Lanterns, and shit. And I just now there's a Shazamly. I'm like, ugh. I I was down when Billy was just like the. Now everybody claims the power of the gods. I get it. It's it's fun story, but I do like the Billy Batson story. Like he could ride himself if he wanted to, and it'd be good. Um. All right. Uh, well, Ty, did you read Suicide Squad? Just wondering. I haven't read it yet, but I mean, I think we all know that it's been spoiled for uh, okay. a long time. Okay. Taylor's been talking about it. I mean, it's been advertised, so yeah. go ahead. And then we're going to do The Undiscovered Country. Um, okay, so Suicide Squad number nine, written by Tom Taylor and art by Bruno Redondo. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, actually, you think about it, even on the cover, they it's just all spoiled even by the cover. It, now or it, whatever. It, Tom Taylor literally announced on like instagram and twitter months ago that deadshot was dying spoiler alert is that the perfect lead for like him to survive though you know what i mean like let's just but tell he you saw the end you saw the bullet hole you never know batman might come through grab him on the grappling hook be like i got you i didn't like what you said about the limousine or whatever, yeah, but right? his, <laughs> there's, there's a bullet in his head though so no no it wasn't in his head was it it was yeah look at the last page 
He got shot twice. Oh, it's two shots. Okay. Because he got shot in the Anyway, chest, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's yeah, start yeah, at the beginning yeah, of the issue. Yeah, yes, of course. Um, so we have Chaos Kitson and Thylacine breaking into the Capitol building, was it? Yes. Yeah. And I can't remember what they're actually doing, to be fair. Oh, they kidnapped a senator. Yeah, they just rolled in like they were the shit, and then yeah, they fed to them track to down Ted Cord. Fed him to Finn, and Finn got the Finn got the answers out of him. That was cool. I really like Finn. He's a really cool character. Um, yeah, I feel like all, he's all the new characters in this. Finn and Thierry and Blink or was it Blink or Wink? Wink. I think she's Wink. Wink. Yeah, Blink is a character like, there. For they're really cool. Though. Blink's X Men, isn't she? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, so they kidnap the senator to get Ted Cord's location. Yep. And then we have this somber moment between Harley and Deadshot where she's like, this is going to be our last mission together, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny how they communicate, you know. They're very cold, yeah. but caring. It, it, was a, <laughs> it was a touching scene of Harley, which is yeah. not something we typically see. Yep. And then you got her, the daughter, What's what was her name? Live, live shot, live shot. Yeah, live shot, that's it, yeah. Yeah. She's doing target practice, shooting birds. And yeah, she he doesn't he wants her to be better than her, you know. He wants her to be better. And yeah, and she's like, if you want to be better, don't kill anyone on this mission. Boom. So he says, Okay. Damn. So for the rest so for the rest of this issue he is maim shot. Oh yeah, that's funny. They changed <laughs> his name to maim shot, which is good, because you know, gonna maim him. Um gonna maim him. Let's see. Um, yeah, so they've tracked down Ted Cord. He is in a, a military base on the Bavalan Islands. And yeah, so they get to the island. They're all stopped, sort of staging an assault on it, get into the tower. They get um, all the way in there. They break in. They get to the top of yeah, the thing. Yeah, we see, we see Ted Cord looking out of the skyscraper. He's like, damn it, they're coming for me. Yeah. And they get to the they get to the top of the elevator and Ted Cord's in there tied up and Superman's there, window smashed. He's like, Hi uh, guys. Looking back on it or whatever, uh how this Superman thing plays out, I actually really liked this Superman. Like, you know, like going into it. Something but something seemed wrong with him, you know? Like yeah. through his dialogue, but I liked it. I thought he seemed like a very it's almost like he was the perfect he was very like he was almost like animatronic in his like Duty called. Yeah. And I'm a fan of justice, you know, like shit like that. Um, yeah, Superman's basically trying to get them to go away. He's like, you can stand down. I've got him now. And they're like, well, what do we do? And he's like, yeah, just move. It's like, move along. Yeah. And then Sieta yeah. is like, nah, you're a bitch. And all yeah, your super friends, like, they're bitches yeah. too. The Aries like, it's not the way you wanted, but it's over. Yeah, right. You didn't get your cake and got to eat it too, but you did get your cake, you know, you got what you wanted, you know? Yeah. And, the area asks Superman where this girl is that they're looking for. And Superman's like, oh, I can see her down there with my extra vision. I'll go get her as soon as I've dealt with Cord. You guys can go. So they, they all leave, leave. the dead shot lingers yep. behind. Tells Harley I'll be down in a sec, yep. Then and they kind of basically... just have like a heart-to-heart -heart about how he's been pardoned and he did his time and Superman sa and he says he feels like he should die, but Superman's like, you atoned. You know, you did your yeah. part. You did even if it even if it wasn't what you liked, you know, or whatever. It was it was done. You did your part, you know. Um, and then he's he hits him with the 
can you give my daughter an autograph, pretty much, and maybe get her on the better track than I am. Yeah, and so Superman gives her a um, autograph, and he's like, Zoe, make much better choices than your dad from Superman. And then that's when Deadshot, Mameshot, realizes that uh, he never told his daughter's name. So he he found him out, and it turns... uh, And then all of a sudden, there's a bullet shot, cuts through the magazine that Deadshot got signed, and he gets shot in the chest. And the, like, camouflage device sort of turns off, and we realize Superman is actually Black Mask. Ooh. He looks good. Okay. Black Mass looks really good yeah. in the scene too. Like just his And opinion. this this ties back to the Year of the Villain Black Mask one shot, which was also written by Tom Taylor, where Black Mask gets access to cloaking technology, like disguise technology. That's cool. So he's utilizing it. Yeah, so this pays back to something that was like a year and a half ago. But as he's as he shoots Deadshot in the head, Deadshot takes that bitch ass with him, Ted Court. Right, right off the but fucking. Ted, Ted Cord's innocent in all this. Yeah, the whole fuck. thing was black mask. Fuck me, god damn it! He's so why did he? Why do you think he took him then? Because Just... he could use Ted Cord. Ted Cord's a multi-billionaire, has connections. He could use him as a. Um... No, no, I'm saying, why do you think Deadshot took him off the balcony with him? Oh, I don't think it was intentional. I think why? he just was doesn't, holding him when. Oh, okay, he was just holding him when the shot went off. Okay, that's fair yeah. enough. Right, yeah, dead shot got shot in the head and fell out the window. Ted oh, Cord. look, yeah, his hand is on him. in the Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I thought it was almost like, nah, I'm going with you. I'm taking you with me, bitch. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I actually yeah. really like dead shot, I, so we'll see how I like how continues. I didn't like how they were treating Ted Cord in this book, but now that the twist has happened i'm happy with it that's like batman and the white knight the first one i was hating how they were treating batman they were treating him like such a fucking scumbag like i was like you fuckers man um but then it all turns out that he was the guy with the fucking devastation fund and shit and damn um okay. yeah this cool. this series like is so it. good i'm there's there's two issues left i'm gonna mess up yeah I mean, I've dug it, though, which is cool. I really like yeah, the colorist. In the very beginning, the colorist was phenomenal. Like, outrageous colors. Just yeah. what, a, what a palette. Um, um, who was the colorist? Adriana Lucas. I've seen them do other stuff before. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they are a good colorist. What? You want to do Undiscovered 7 and 8? I know we didn't get to talk about 7, but it's up uh, to... Uh, we can do, just quickly, Ty, did you read Action Comics 1025? Oh, right. Do you even have a 1025 on here for the thumbnails, though? I don't think so. Uh, I just made them quickly, but yeah. Did you read Action Comics this week? Ty. Damn, was that on my list? I think it did. Yeah, you know what I did. That was a good issue. Okay. Go, did go, you want to go, go discuss that quick? I'll just upload. Give me a second to do the thumbnail thing. Uh, where's it gone? I'm just going to send it in the Discord chat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Action Comics is the same thing like Detective Comics, where it's just like a branch it's, where anybody yeah, can enter it's just it as another line. Yeah, okay, basically. That's cool. That's cool. And yeah, so written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by 
John Romita Jr. Yes, this is approaching the end of Bendis' run. It's three issues away, I think. Yeah, it's December it ends, is it? Uh, December and then January, I think, because I think that's one after the other. Okay. So this... It's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, this is definitely um, falling into the storyline that's been going on with the uh, Secret Mafia. Uh, yeah, and Young Justice as well, it kind of ties into. Yes, heavily, um, because the scientist for Star Labs uh, shows yeah. up in this. Um, yeah, and so... Go ahead. What was, the, what was the scientist called again? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember her name at all. No, the scientist from Young Justice, and then... I've also forgotten the name of the one who owns the Daily Planet now, head of the Invisible Mafia. Um, so she's been uh, showing up in pretty much all of the issues. It's just, yeah, I just can't remember her name. Uh, Leon, I think is what her name. Oh yeah, Leon. Yeah. Hang on, I got it. Um, the scientist is called Doctor Glory. Got it. But That's it cool. reveals that they are both from Earth Three, which is home of the Injustice Society. Which makes sense. Um, personally, uh, well, I guess we can get to it later, but I do want to touch on the fact that they acknowledge Superman not being from this universe. Ooh, that's cool. Yes. Um, this is one of those things that I've talked about before where I love Rita Jr. Um, his artwork in 1027 uh, for Detective was phenomenal. This is one of those... This is very rough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of parts in it that feel very... I think the, the first page or two with them having coffee, I think that's the strongest artwork in the issue. Post, post a uh, rough, post a rough one, Sean. Let me see it. Post one in the chat when you get a chance. Um, I got one right here. Okay. I think the faces look a lot cleaner than they do in the rest of the issue. I feel like a lot of that has to do with the uh, inkers and the uh, colorists, but... It's just frustrating because he really is one of my favorites. And when he's doing something that's a little bit rushed, you can really Doesn't tell. Doesn't it suck when you have a favorite who blows it sometimes? You're like, you got to defend your faves, you know? I love okay. you. I'm, I'm not going to. It's very hard to draw something the same thing over and over again. Oh, yeah. Like, every panel. I'm not yeah. going to challenge your artist's ability to do that. Yeah. I'm just going to acknowledge that this feels a little bit rushed. Yeah. And I still yeah, feel my, amazing. Uh, the guy who used to own my comic shop. Uh, Tom, he's met Ramita on several occasions and like really nice guy, but he will never miss a deadline, even if it means sacrificing work. You know what? I respect that. And yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, uh, he's a good employee then. He, the, the, he would rather sacrifice quality than miss a deadline or delay something. And I don't blame him for that, honestly. No, but it, As, it does. Especially with the conglomerate yeah. in which he's working on. You know, it's a very conglomerate, like, it's it's move. It's a move business, you know what I mean? Like, if you're working for a DC or a Marvel, fucking do it and move on. That's how they, that's how they, they don't, a lot of, like, you know, like, DC and Marvel don't fucking care about fans. The artists and the writers do, but then they have to meet editorial shit and all the stuff. So, like, I respect it that he would rather bump it out than miss the deadline. His, his artwork in the first issue of Superman Year One was really, really solid. It was yeah. really good in that, the first yeah, issue. And that, then, like, issue good... two and three, it was not as good. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think... um, I definitely think uh, one was cool. He did Jonathan Kent really well in that. Um, this is the kind of stuff that I really like with Ben's storytelling. Um, it's very 
thought out. It's got a lot of language with it. And I think that fits really well with this. I don't think people really expect there to be as much um, conversation in a lot of Superman books in this way, but this really does tie a lot of things together. And it makes me appreciate the Red Cloud more, if anything. Yeah. What did you think of the Parasite uh, monster? Um, I'm just trying to remember now. Um, this guy. What? Yeah, I'm just going through it now. Oh, he looks uh, like I don't a, really oh, know. Shit. Did they establish what he was in this? They talk about this um, just... on a different uh, universe. He killed Superman um, by a... Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's basically the parasite from Jeff Johns' uh, six-issue run uh, where... Clark Kent goes to Metropolis for the first time and then fights as Superman. Yeah, secret origin. Yes. Yeah. Um, this. So I, what, are you I mean, saying, what are you saying in the secret origin that he still lived in Kansas, but he went to Metropolis and dressed up for the first, that was his first exposure. Like, like first yeah, secret origin was the origin of Superman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying his first time going to Metropolis, he wasn't living in Metropolis. He was, he pretty much like went there to be like a crime. Like he was like, I'm going to show up in my suit and I'm going to, I'm going to fight crime. He, he wasn't living kind there of yet. Like he was going there to like work for the daily planet. To oh, so he did have the, so, oh, okay. So the job, he was still looking for the job. That's what I was. Yeah, wondering. Yeah. Okay, cool. 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 Um, I'm really digging on the fact that there's like this inner family, uh, connectedness going on. I really yeah. dig Jonathan, uh, with Connor and uh, Supergirl all tied together with Superman. I think that's really cool. I, I like seeing yes. that. It's nice seeing a Superman family. Yeah, that's cool. But I, I still, I'm still salty about them aging John up. What do you, you mean? Know, what, you're not the only... At like 21 or something? He's like uh, a teenager. Yeah, he's, okay. he's an older teenager, like 16, 17. Okay. Tell me why that bothers you. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I really enjoyed Tell the us. Super Sun stuff. And... Ooh, that's cool because they were like twelve, right? In the Super Sons, yeah, stuff. yeah. I like. And I want to read that so bad. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the father son dynamic, but then they take they cancel Super Sons because Bendis wanted them to, allegedly. They age him up with no real character growth. They just sort of stick him in a time warp thing to make him older. Kind of. I mean, what happens is that he um, accidentally falls through a hole and he gets. It was kidnapped. F three, wasn't it? Uh yes which I think is going to tie into what's happening at the end of this issue. Um, he gets thrown, held in, held in a volcano by Power Man, uh, which I actually really like that interaction because I feel like all too often you've got really hyper-masculine characters who don't convey anything outside of I'm a power-hungry man. And this was <laughs> a lot of like him trying to express his vulnerability to a person dog. who relate to him. Look at that little dog I, you got there. <laughs> Your little doggy. <laughs> she was whining outside of the room, so yeah. I had to let her. Yeah, sorry. I just love seeing that shit. Just a little no. good, a little good dog. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, for being upset about that, I guess it's just I'm interested to see where it's gonna go. Yeah. Because, it was just I, mean, I. I really liked the father son dynamic into Massey Superman run, and then it went into Super Sons. What about and, um in DC? I was just sad. In the new DC's Dead Planet, John is older yeah, too I, now. He's older. I like it there that, because right? it's they there. It's earned. They've they've they, grown him up. Yeah, through natural story progression. Because he was a teen in the first one, and then they did like yeah. a time skip of five years or something, right? And that's just yeah, that was cool. 
yeah i did still like him as a kid though i'm a sucker for cartoons and like the like the the kids like the super sons and like i just wait i gotta show you hold on i got something i just picked this shit up and it's like hilarious um like i love reading shit like this i haven't read this yet but <laughs> it's like the superhero girls you know midterms what fucking ridiculous i just like that shit i don't know why it's like funny it's quirky so. i mean it kind of ties into your like my wife read that exactly um all right cool so action um, comics he how, has he has three left Le- is that what you said yeah cool how has um legion of superheroes been so good it's very right. very different. i didn't jump off at this point it, you gotta go I, I can see you guys it. later see, yeah, we'll see you guys later thanks for stopping by bye. Uh, bye. yeah i read the first three or four issues i got to the one where it did the origin of like cosmic boy saturn girl and lightning lad it's very apparent that he is diving a lot of energy into this and i respect that um, yeah. i'm really to see what's going to happen with it. If he's not building towards a bigger thing, I'm confused about why he's on it at all because it is a really interesting, very dynamic book. But yeah, well, it, it's ending in a few issues, isn't it? Legion? Yeah. That was one of the ones announced to end along with Young Justice. I thought Young Justice was Legion was not. Uh, I'll have a look. I don't know. Okay, They're doing all kinds of weird stuff at DC right now. They're planning for the 5G. Yeah. Event. Yeah, but, did they skip DC Fandom Part 2? No, they did it, but they had a lot of delays. Wow. Because I, I thought it was... It Was it comic-related then? Was it a big comic-related no, DC? No, more show-related. No, they were supposed to do a part... A fucking Part 2. Uh, like, they did in, like, mid-September. Damn, and they didn't hit any more comic shit? Jeez. Not a lot. They did a little. No. They said, like... I remember, like, Jim Lee, like, posting, he was like, if you're looking for the comic shit, it's going to be on the second event. And I'm like, damn. That's kind of... Fucked up. Um, uh, getting, it's getting shafted or something. What? Wait, Sorry? say it again. Their stream got interrupted or something. They had delays and tech uh, issues. Fuck. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, I could be wrong about Legion Superiors then. You heard so it. Doesn't say it's you, final you heard issue. It here. He could be wrong. The thing at the end of this issue that's interesting is that. Uh, Leon actually says to everybody, I can prove that Lois and Superman are not from this universe. Damn. Which ties into what happened at the beginning of Rebirth, what happened at the end of New 52, when that Superman was killed. Are we talking about where, out like, they... two Superman split thing? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, but it turns out they were from this universe. Like Superman Reborn or some shit? Which... Yeah, it was Superman Reborn. So the Issue well, you, you've gone lucky. Hold on a second. Start again. Start again. Start again. You got crazy. Lags. You got crazy. So, at the beginning of Superman Rebirth, they brought up the fact that they are from a different dimension and they escaped, and that's what happened with Convergence, and that's what was the birth of uh, Jonathan Kent. That's how they uh, had this family run into this Rebirth universe and everything. Um, but basically, it all just ties into the fact that Dr. Manhattan's been messing with the timelines in the universe. Right. Damn. And uh, Mixie Pitalik had separated Superman or something? It or... was kind of like that, yeah. it was. Um, he was responsible I... for a separation uh, storyline. That is one of my first 
books I've read, like, because I was reading The Road to Doomsday Clock, like, the things just to make sure I didn't miss anything from Watchmen to Doomsday. And when I got to Superman Reborn, I when I was done it, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna be, I have no fucking clue what any of that, because it was trippy as fuck. Like, if you didn't read, like, any of the shit going on, you're like, what the fuck is happening? They're in, like, Candyland. And this imagine it like it was crazy. So I was that was like the first book that I was reading during the road to do like the button was good. Uh, DC Rebirth was good, you know, and then I got the Superman Reborn. I was like, yo, I'm not even going to read the Oz effect or any of that shit because I do not fucking know what is happening. Um, but I did know that they were like the two Superman split thing. Um, but all right. So it's cool. There's three left. Uh, do you think it's going to is it going to wrap itself up and like super like like i don't know the way this works is action comics now just superman's story pretty much just like dc is pretty much batman's yeah it's just, it's just an, it's just another superman okay. series cool which i have a personal problem with personally if it was me in my preference my preference mm-hmm. it would be detective comics would have random stories dealing yeah, with the yeah, like yeah yeah like three action three comics. and fours stuff like that yeah well, look at what happened with the introduction of Batwoman. Like, that was a phenomenal storyline. Greg Rucka took over, did yeah. that, popped off. New writer popped on. I mean, why not have it, like, delve more into the Robins, to yeah. spoiler? Oh, I definitely... Yes, I, I really liked, in Rebirth, uh, James Tynan's detective run was a Bat Family book. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that was it did something different, and it was really good. I'm really surprised yeah. that it's gone this way that it has. Like when you tell me that it's pretty much a Batman part two or second story and it's like a Superman second story. I'm like, damn, because I look at Journey into Mystery from like Marvel side of things. And I'm like, that is a bunch of little stories like like Journey into Mystery. Everybody's been in Journey into Mystery. Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, you know, they, Loki has had his own Journey into Mystery runs and yeah. shit like that. I'm just like, it's every character fucking if you haven't been into a Journey into Mystery, you're not a fucking Marvel character. You know what I mean? Like something like that. So that kind no, of I completely agree. I wish it was like that, the what you what you, what you're hoping for, because like I would, I'd probably end up reading little little contained stories of like the Bat Family, and then the this, and then little here, a little there, just like expand it a little more, not just Batman's second story, you know, like uh, yeah, you're like then what the fuck is the point of Batman's first story then, you know that it makes me I leave I I stop caring as much I'm like you know, all right, so undiscovered country seven and eight or just. Yeah, doesn't matter to me. Oh, uh, seven's the start of the arc, so yeah, that's true. I guess it's that, yeah. Uh, so, undiscovered country seven and eight, written by Scott Snyder and Charles Soule, and art by Giuseppe Camagoli. Giuseppe Camagoli. Um, yeah. This is a big team. This is a really big team. Um, the letterer's name is Crank with an exclamation point, and I love that. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, <laughs> so this is interesting. So the art actually says by Giuseppe Camincoli and Leonardo uh, Marcello Grassi. So that tells me Leonardo that... is the inker, I believe. Uh, okay, that makes sense. It's a big team. Dude, that's... Uh, you know what, yeah. man? What you just said and pointed out, look, it says art by Giuseppe Camincoli and Leonardo... Um, I'm not going to say the rest of it. Um, you said that the art, like every time we look at Capullo Snyder, we see Capullo Snyder, but Capullo isn't the fucking anchor. And it's that's like half, that's, that's half the fucking work. So I really think art by should always be the anchor and the penciler. Cause it's like, the truth is like those two are the effing artists, not just, you know, you know, I just yeah. feel like I like the way they wrote it out on this page art by these two people. Okay, not, sure. you know, it's just, it was just nice given that like props to both. Okay, 
Let me start again then. Undiscovered Country 7 and 8, <laughs> written by Scott Snyder and Charles Soule. Art by Giuseppe Camoncoli and Leonardo Marcello Grassi. And colouring by Matt Wilson. And lettering by Crank. <laughs> yeah, with an exclamation point. Edited by Ray Dennis. So this is actually what... <laughs> this was a flashback back to the ceiling, right? Yeah, this goes like, back to the ceiling. And 21 years ago. Clint Eastwood is the artist, Sean. I remember you saying I would have to yeah, read Yeah, Clint it. Eastwood is the yeah. president. So Clint Eastwood is the president. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds Which about I right. Think because Willy, Willy Wonka. Willy, so what did you say? Willy Wonka is also in that photo as well. Um, in case you didn't <laughs> fucking notice. Uh, <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> it's nuts, dude. Imagine the president being advised by Willy fucking Wonka, okay? That's what it looks like happening in this panel. So, you just want... No wonder just, the world went to shit. Just a quick question. Do we think we are going Sean, to get 13... Don't hold that, sorry. Don't hold that mic yeah, up. Wrong mic, wrong mic. <laughs> yeah, wrong yeah. mic. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Um, do we think we're going to get 13 story arcs? Because there's 13 zones in the US. Ooh. Because oh, the first that's... story arc, I saw the trade in the shop yesterday, yeah. and the first story arc is called Destiny. Is... Yeah. And then this yeah. this one is all the. What, um, what zone is this? The. Did they actually show all 13 arcs? Because for some reason it looked like. I don't know. I was. I feel like they didn't show. One, two, three, four, five, six. We are now in the. It doesn't say what zone it is. That's helpful. I don't think there's 13 zones anymore. I think some zones may have consumed other zones. That's just it's a unity I'm... zone, yeah. Yeah. Did but we not I... see a map of all the zones at some point as well? Though? Yeah, no, there is a map. I just, I'm just saying they, they do like the sound yeah. off thing in the beginning with the Clint Eastwood and the okay. Wonka character. <laughs> I mean, is there? I feel like there should be a map like in the no, back. No, the there definitely was a map in some point. Uh, yeah, there was a map. Think I just it might still... be in one of the first issues. Nah, 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 it's definitely like, no, it's at the end of issue 8 or something. At the very end. It's during, like, they... Yeah, look, right here. Or this shit. This isn't the map, but this is part of it. You see that? There's only six. Oh, yeah. I'm saying that I really only... I don't think there's 13, like, colonies anymore. I think that there may have been, but it looks okay. like some consumed other zones. Hold on, I'm going into issue 8, too, because I think it was at the end. No, I just looked through it. It was like some backdrop issues looking at some of the designs of the art. But, I mean, this has been interesting anyways, but it's just really interesting to see this story take the turns that it has just because it's not really what I expected. I expected it to be uh, a political book, and this turned into not that at all, and it's just a really intense... I think Sci it has. I think it has like an overarching political feel to it, just for the sense of like America's isolationism and the idea sure. that like okay, so like this is. I feel like this is a very libertarian book. Like freedom is so instead of like libertarian or right libertarian. Honestly, probably right. Probably right libertarian. Um, just because yeah. like the uh, they split these. They take America and they isolate it from the whole world. That's something that the we. We were founded on isolationism or whatever, and then like when World War Two happened, we entered or World War One or whatever, we entered into the market and that's how we like started opening up our borders to everything. Um a lot of people cry for isolationism again because of um just you know, where the state of affairs or whatever. And I really mm -hmm. feel like this is funny because he takes us and he puts us in isolationism to an extreme, and then you find out that not only that, but they colonied off the fucking they partitioned 
America into 13 zones that you can choose where you want to live. And I've heard so many fucking people bring that up and they're like, why don't we just make states have more laws? And like, you just pick the state you want to live in based on like, so Texas has their gun laws and this has that and Maine is completely opposite or some shit. And I just, it's funny. It kind of is like political in a sense. Like I just look not like political and like demanding an attention or something. It's just like, they're concepts that I've heard talked about and like here it is and I'm like holy shit this is exactly what would fucking happen <laughs> you know you'd have you'd have the midwest in fucking dinosaur land with the fucking roaming sh- land sharks and shit and then you'd have like New York with a bunch of like monopoly men you know just like ridiculous <laughs> so it's like fucking... I mean, I'm not gonna argue with that I completely agree I just think it's interesting that it chose the sci-fi route that it chose um, yes. just because I mean yeah, I'm, I'm catching too many stories now that have this uh, theme in it, and it's kind of making me cringe a little bit. But the theme of the blue sky virus, I mean, there's an epidemic, a pandemic, sorry, that is right. killing off people that they don't have a cure for. Right. Like, that's very topical to what's happening right now, obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's also dealing with you, you American isolationism. I just think it's interesting that they chose to have like time travel be involved inside of it. Do you think it's all, do you think everybody, do you think everybody's traveling, like all the things have advanced forwards? Do you think we're going to get to a zone where they've actually gone backwards in time? I'm just wondering. Um, Based on what the Canadian scientists said uh, about it, it seems like it's more that the time is moving differently inside of the zone. In different zones, yeah. yeah. I thought, didn't he say the closer you get to the center, the faster it will go? Yeah, you're right. He absolutely did say that. Yeah, but we just went to zone two. No, dude, there definitely was a map of all the zones, and it was in the first run. Yeah. It was in the first. I remember it. Yeah, I'm, because, I'm scrolling yeah. through it now trying to look for it. Yeah. Um, Are you uh, having a hard time like, keeping a British accent for the two uh, main characters, the brother and sister? Because I'm having the hardest time remembering that they're both British. Yeah, I, I, I naturally read in American accents when I'm picturing characters yeah. and I'm having to like really focus on the accents in this book, making sure I read them. Damn, That's I, did interesting. For, I did forget. And I usually do uh, read in whatever tongue they're supposed to. Like Constantine, you know, you got to read Constantine a certain way. You got to read like, you know, so shit like that. But no, I have I have forgotten. Um, did you ever, by the way, Sean, did you ever find that horrible accent that you said that you wanted to share that is like disgusting? <laughs> Not to offend any fans from Liverpool, but your accent is terrible. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a look and brutal honesty, get back to you guys on it. Huh? Brutal, brutal honesty. honesty. <laughs> it, it is disgusting. It's not it, the it's not the Michael Caine. Uh, the you know he's talking. No, that's oh, that's yeah. Cockney. Cockney, that's it. Yeah, Cockney. Yeah, this is like the Beatles accent. Oh yeah, Paul's a big fat cunt. That like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you that know. was good to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you know I practice that one in the shower. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Right, I found a map in one of the issues, but it's not the one. I it would be it nice if they would have included three, it. In four, five, now that six, they're getting seven, more into eight. the zone, the zone stuff, it, it would have been nice to see it again. But I really don't think there's thirteen anymore. Is what I'm saying. Wherever they this has eight on it that are named, and then okay, well, okay, then I'll send it. Sort of, it yeah, I'll, I'll send a picture to the one, two, chat. three, four, five. Six. They're only showing six here. If you see eight there, then I'll just say that they're leaving some hidden for you know to tell story. 
Yeah. Um, I'll send it to the chat. So the way this goes is like right before the um the ceiling, they're all having like a fucking American United Nations thing council, the secret council. And it turns out that's everybody who's preparing for the ceiling is all greedy as shit. And they're all like trying to mine more resources than they're supposed to. They're all trying to breed different animals than they're supposed to. None of them are fucking sticking to the script. And that's like the whole point of it. So we can't even fucking work together. So I thought that was a big like... You know, it's not going to work if we're all greedy and, and pulling moves like that. Um, and then it went back to the two. You had the reporter and Charlotte. And they pretty much have to have cons. They, they need to they need to, like, talk it out about Is the, the reporter called Eva. I think so. Is it Eva Sandoval? New Zealand. New Zealand. They, they talk about the sky, okay. and like I get what you're saying, Ty, about the sky disease. I think what's nice about this is that it almost seems like it's not about the sky disease anymore, and it's more about these two kids trying to find their parents or some shit. But then it's not even about yeah. that, and it's about like America's just fucked all around. And I'm interested in that. I like I like the idea of zones too because that means like each trade will be moving on to a new zone, and it's refreshing, and it's like, whoa, what's yeah. this? What's this gonna bring? You know. Oh, I'm excited about that. I guess I'm just interested to see like how much more they're going to talk about the sky virus because it seems like it almost seems like they just wiped it out of the story when they uh, personally, well, you know, I mean, in the last in issue seven, I mean, the vial gets destroyed, you know, and that was yeah. interesting. Well, we still need to work out who sent the message to them because the message was promising that they'd get a cure. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like it was one of the Sams, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, however many there fucking yeah. are. Um, yeah. In okay. issue eight. So they they end up coming through the tunnel finally. They're in the new zone. And it's a zone of white paleness and all these like evil whip things like come out of the ground like it's alive and just consume the train. So I mean everybody can make the assumption at this point that it was like an auto defense thing or something. That's that was yeah, my um, first yeah. auto defense, you know. Um I didn't I didn't think that it was like a monster in the ground or anything. I thought it was some no. kind of like defense thing. Um, like the world's alive. Yes. Then they go back and they talk about then they go back in time and they talk to Sam yeah, and the twins is because they're twins, right? That was the whole Charlotte thing and Charlotte and Daniel's dad is just Jim Gordon, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Almost like a little hipster kind of version of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh they, he pretty much walks over and shuts Sam's laptop and says, like, dude, you're digging too deep. They're going to arrest you, like, just for yeah. prying. And then he's like, well, fuck it, you know, pretty much, you know. he let it, He's like that shining, that beacon of hope, or at least he thinks he is, you know. Um, They get out of the train, jumps back into the normal. They jump out of the train. Yeah, the train is consumed, right? Then yeah. it starts attacking. The, they the start getting attacked, yeah. And it turns out when they stop, isn't it? It doesn't yeah, suddenly, suddenly, like yeah. all the vines or whatever they are retract. I love that. And a mysterious like masked figure thing. comes out from the yeah. trees. It looks like a robot, yeah. And then he takes the mask off, and it is Dr. Sam Elgin. Yeah. And he wants him to save America. Yeah, I want you to wipe your ass after you shit. You know, something. Like <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to eight. Um, I just like that Sam character. It's, he's, you know, that I want you thing. What? The propaganda yeah. behind it it's interesting um okay so we go to eight 
and they're having the conversation and they're pretty much saying yo you're dead and he's like and he's like you can't you can't kill the american dream yeah, what a fucker <laughs> what kind of fucking answer is that and it's I like that, that doesn't really answer the question but thanks i would if i was um daniel i would have like strangled him i would have been like you come at me with that fucking answer dude <laughs> like i've just like gone through shit like how many um they have um there are seven of the main crew members because they left pavel in the destiny zone which sucks so, but also i hope he's not dead and he becomes I, like with there seven in the picture i sent no there's eight okay i was thinking like are they gonna leave one person behind in each of them to sort of reclaim america dude that map you just sent me looks like a borderlands map or some shit like just it looks like it it looks like fun to traverse. I would love to traverse it. Um, <laughs> except Destiny. I, I'm not fucking going to Destiny. Fuck that place with their land sharks. Um, yeah, this, <laughs> this, uncle, this Uncle Sam knows who Ace Kenyatta is. Right. He knows them all already. Yes. But the first Sam didn't. No, he didn't, the did he? Sam didn't, right. And he wasn't the guy who sent the letter or whatever. That was what it no. was like. Wait, what the fuck? Um, and they kind of couldn't tell if the dude was just straight up crazy or not. Um, I like the the thing real quick, just for a dialogue thing. He says, uh, he says, um, Uncle Sam like pretty much does one of these bullshit quotes of the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots. And then he never finished the quote where what's his name? Yeah. The is ace. ace yeah he says the, to finish the quote it's the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants interesting to leave that last bit out you know kind of makes you sketchy as fuck if somebody knows the quote and you only half quote something yeah i'm instantly a your suspect immediately yeah. of you're a little fucker i don't trust you so that, i don't know about you guys but this still feels to me like scott snyder is reading and watching a lot of anime Oh yeah, I I would I would say that it yeah, I would say that it definitely has those vibes. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with it either. It's kind of funny. No, I just think it it, it adds a lot up to the wordiness of a lot of his writing dude, lately. You know, dude, he writes a lot. You know, yeah. He, he is thinks, he is he like, scripting this or just plotting it? Because he's co-writing with Charles Soule. Correct. Ooh, I don't and know. I that don't... would be cool. That would be cool to find out that he was just plotting it and somebody else was. Uh, but I I almost doubt no. it just because of how much words. You know, no, I actually, I actually know this. Um, in one of the back pages, he wrote in one of the back letters, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he, so right. he and Charles Soule both are really big into jogging. Um, so they started like just talking one day, and they just kind of started uh, chatting each other up about how to uh, how it would look in a uh, futuristic kind of dystopian world and what that means. And so they like pass off a script to each other, and they kind of edit each other's own work, and then it, it gets finalized. Okay, so they both sort of. They're working together as a team, a true team, true team. Um, So then they pretty much have a discussion with Sam and the two um, ingrits who came with them, uh, the two like society leaders from the two zones outside. Yeah, they're trying to like sweet talk him and shit. And like, then they give up for some reason. I forget why they give up. But then the Chang guy, he walks away and gets attacked by the defense system. Daniel comes in. He does all the, you know, he does all the dirty work. It's funny to see a man fighting like pieces of toilet paper coming at you. Like the rolls of toilet paper getting thrown. They're kind of like snakes or vines. Yeah, 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 I know. um, But then he tells him that he he calls off the he called off the security system. But they kind of show Chang's ankle. um, I don't know if that's just just quickly. 
Sam mentions that, oh yeah, Aurora knows about Daniel. He caused all the trouble. Yeah, what the fuck did that mean? That was, yeah. yes, right. Sorry, what are you about to say about Chang? No, they just, in that same page, they show Chang's ankle at the end. They, like, clearly make it a point to say that his ankle's fucked. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This, the know. blood's, like, squirting out. Yeah. It uh, looks like either squirting out or an infection. Or an infection, right. I almost think yeah. it's kind of an infection. Um, so then they get... What is it? I just had a thought. What if there's an Uncle Sam for every zone? Yeah, that's what I was yeah. fucking thinking. 100%. 100%. Uncle Sam okay. is the yeah, he's the constant, but the, the identity behind him is probably different each time you're getting it it's almost like he's an ai but not i don't know if he's organic ai or some shit uh i doubt any of them are the real him i wonder though we're in zone two right and is this we're in unity Mm -hmm. right but we're not in the aurora thing yet are we aurora's the center okay that's a zone then yeah, that's the okay, final because I just remember them saying in this thing, all right, so you see how they digitized the car and shit? They were like, yeah. all, I thought they said something about how, like, all technology came from here or some shit. Like, that they were, they were the first to, like, adapt all this. They went crazy with, they, they their technological advancements were the fastest or some shit. Um, I don't know. Ace mentions that it's been a century and a half here, right. not 30 years. Yeah, that's crazy. So they're way advanced, but they're pretty much digitizing material out of, or, or whatever you want to call it, nanotech, you know? Um, I'll just, just point out a mistake. In the page where he's talking about the time speed, yep. he mentions it's been a century and a half in Destiny's zone. Yep. Compared to the days in real life, and he's like, it's over three times faster in this zone. It's been a hundred years here since the ceiling. And last time I checked, three times 150 is not 100. No, I think it's, I think it's, I think if I were to justify his work, I think he's saying it's three times faster than the 30 and it's actually slower than Destiny's uh, Advancement. Okay. I think it's actually slower than Destiny's that makes Advancement, sense, yeah. but the technological side of it is way above. Um, that's what I was gathering. Um, so then they do a flashback to the parents and they pretty much Sam pretty much as he lets the kids go he, he tells the parents that it's like you know you're doing them a favor you're you know sure. you're gonna save their lives and America you know I'm like holy shit it's fucking crazy um okay. then they meet Dr. Naira Jane uh welcome to Unity pretty cool yeah I'm trying to see what. Oh, that's right. They have and your house. Sam disappears. Yeah, he, digit, he digitizes out of there. He's gone. Yeah. Um, but then you see their house. Like, yeah, that's their house. And mom and dad are there. Yeah, Jim Gordon and his wife. It's like all the fucking. Yeah, Jim Gordon and his wife. Yeah. It's all a fucking lie. And then. Yeah, and they say it's a gift from them to you yeah but the craziest thing about the destiny man is like if if aurora is the farthest point from destiny he's been kicked out of all 13 zones and he has to travel all of them again like he made it seem like like the way scott's but he hasn't been kicked out of them has he he was just well the guardian of the final zone no no i think i think aurora kicked him out and he was like i want back in i must please her to be back right because he's pounding on the thing to get in yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's gained his, but he's only okay. gone to zone two, so he has to do that fucking twelve more times or whatever. You're like, holy shit, yeah. that's a lot of traveling. Yeah, I don't know I, if you guys noticed this, but for some reason in uh, the Unity Zone, they have a space needle. Still don't know why that is. 
Yeah, is the is Unity cool, Zone yeah. in Seattle? What was no, where was uh, it on the map? I think earlier. The oh, yeah. map that you sent it, it's uh, the Unity Zone is not on the map you sent, but uh, I think the Unity Zone is the Codelands one because it's got the same yeah. map with the little QR code and then barcode it could on it. Be. It could be Seattle. Then. So here's the weird thing: is Seattle realistically, if that's the case, they've moved the city downwards because of yeah, all that. Yeah, Seattle's right in the top left. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Also, I wonder. Also, I wonder if it was just paying tribute because they built that city out of nanotech. Wondering if they were just paying tribute to the Space Needle, meaning like it's no longer the Space Needle was probably maybe got destroyed. Yeah. That would make sense. I like it. I think it's dope. Um, This whole city is interesting. Yeah, it's definitely. I'm. I'm usually. I'm. I'm not necessarily I, a f- fan of white, clean cities. That always bothers me. Like that shit. But it's <laughs> it works. It works for like yeah. what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're like the germ-free place, you know. Yeah, and it it feels really sinister as well. Definitely. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I'm interested to see what's gonna. I'm, I'm obviously gonna keep uh, reading it, but I'm just I'm very interested to see what they're trying to get to like what's the point b for the point a to point b here because it feels like they have an idea of where it's going to end but yeah how they're getting there is very interesting i don't know i i have, I have a lot of feelings but not a lot of answers about like why things are like moving the way that they are i don't know hmm. i'm interested i think i think he has done a good job of grabbing me on a non-superhero thing you know, I, I, the Destiny man's weird enough for me. I'm like, holy shit, he's taking off his antlers, putting on his war antlers. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. You know, um, you know, they said that they sold uh, the rights to make this into a film or a TV series really early on before it was even released. So I'm, I can't imagine this. Well, if it was on HBO, I could see it, but it would be interesting yeah. to see what the adaptation would be like. I wonder if uh, TV would able would be able to do the budget right. Honestly. You'd be surprised these days. A lot of shows. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I am. I am. I'm definitely surprised time and time again. Which is good. I'd rather. I'd rather TV step it up and get better and better. I think it's like important. I think honestly, TV is a better, uh, like medium, medium to watch shit. Yeah. 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 Think about it, dude. TV, TV is much better for adaptations. Dude, yeah, because you you know somebody watches a movie and even if it's three hour movies and Iron Man had fucking fifty minutes of screen time. You know what I mean? Like that's fifty minutes he acted like on screen or whatever and then in a like any sh- any given show i mean you have like in uh breaking bad i mean how many hours did both of those guys act on screen season after yeah. season i mean it's an, an an amazing amount of time is put onto tv you don't realize how much fucking work you do 10 times the amount of work for a tv show for like how much you have to act and shit versus being in that movie for a two-hour spot and you were only in 60 minutes of it or whatever based you know it's just yeah. it's it's amazing. So I think the TV format truly is like the way to expand shit. Um, but then you get into those problems with like I've never seen the Mandalorian yet, but I heard it was good. But you know, so good taking Star Wars and putting Star Wars on a TV show. I mean, like you better have a big fucking budget, or you better be able to nail how they do those effects because I mean it's very effects based and shit. A lot of yeah. flying it, people and weird shit the, happening. Yeah, the Mandalorian is doing not normal green screen effects with the cgi right mm. they're using like new technology that like favreau himself has like helped develop i believe yeah i've heard of this i've heard of this yeah Favre is cool man he's a cool dude yeah. 
he's a helm he helms shit you know which is i'm down for that i from what i've heard with star wars he they're pretty much picking up from his universe that he started with the mandalorian like that's what i like he's uh, it's tight season two at least is going to start tying into like stuff from rebels and clone wars with okay, dave yeah, filoni cool yeah that's the only shit that's canon now the mandalorian rebels that was like the only thing that's canon they just erased everything they're like fuck it we botched it yeah well you know what they fucking botched it um and it kind of bothers me that like dude they the worst the worst thing about star wars is the movies totally i'll agree I, i love fucking games man they're awesome um all right cool beans undiscovered country's dope i'm excited for yep. it to continue um oh yeah i just wanted to know is x of swords weekly now if they're gonna do 22 or is this a monthly yes. thing and it's like two years out so i'm like that's really so the cool. schedule has it weekly it's gonna be this um x-men x-factor uh excalibur oh wait is excalibur still around i think so i don't know well uh, it's, got, those... it's got a checklist at the back anyway uh, okay. i'm just gonna look for it now um yeah so the next one is x-factor this coming week and then there's th- two or three issues a week. Okay. Dang. Cool. That's good then, because I was hoping it wasn't fucking two years out. <laughs> it was like a monthly. It's like, what the fuck, dude? I would fucking lose it. Ugh, it's fucking X-Men, dude. But they're, they still got me. I'm interested. I like it. I'm interested. I'm as like long as they're it. not doing the Amazing Spider-Man clone saga, they've got me. Exactly. Yes, I do not need a clone saga. I'm not a fan of I, I have to read that in the Ultimate Spider-Man run, and I, I it's a short, you know, Clone Saga run. I just, I don't like the clones, you know, just like a. It's overdone. It's just, yeah. it took years. And I fucking hate, I, I hate that Ben Riley has such a cool suit because I'm like, god damn it, like that Scarlet Spider suit's fucking sick. Just you know, just fucking sucks because <laughs> I just wanted to be Peter Parker and just like not I, a fucking clone, you know. Completely <laughs> agree, um, my guy. So. We want to go into bliss then? What do we have? We I, we just have me and Sean. I think we have bliss and fucking wind, right? Wind, yeah. yeah. I have read either of those, so go yeah. right ahead. Cool beans. They are both bliss. very good. You should. Yeah, honestly, if you could get caught up, they're really they're they're pretty cool. They're pretty. Uh, they're not very far into it, are they? They're only a couple no, issues in. Three, yeah, four. Bliss three is on four. three, and wind is on four. So we'll go through them quicker. Um, right on. Let's see, Sean. In bliss. Yeah, so Bliss number three, written by Sean Lewis and art by Caitlin Yarsky. The second one ended with them going to the judges' chambers to talk about shit, right? Okay. Yeah. So they're in the with judges' this, chambers. Yeah. This, oh, this, like, deity thing, or what do you want to call yeah, it? Yeah, I can't remember what he is. He's one of, like, the gods the, of the underworld type thing. The ancient, you know, or some shit. Yeah. And he's talking about... Um, his, his two brothers are dead, and he will follow unless he does something. Yeah, and that there's, like, the crows that chase. So that's how he knew that there was, like, triple the amount of crows. Yeah. Seven crows for everybody or something like that. Um, yeah. And he mentions that the only person who can stop Leaf is... I can't remember his name, but the main the character, father. the dad. Yeah, I forget yeah. his name, too. The father. And Leaf is a god that we haven't quite understood yet. Um, no, but she is the producer of Bliss. She is where Bliss comes... Like, where the memories go to... Right. Die when someone takes bliss. I wonder if it's just like her coochie juice or some shit. She's just like, <laughs> it out. I'm, you know what I mean? It, it, it's like slum in Futurama. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'm the gross yeah. <laughs> so um he opens the window he lets the crows in and then the crows yeah, attack and they, the judge. they kill the judge and he runs away with the 
child. Uh, the they're trying. Son. They're gonna try to free the father because they're pretty much like on some countdown shit to like. I don't know. It seems like global annihilation at this point. I don't know what's yeah. gonna happen, but shit's gonna go down. Then um, it cuts back to the past and the three creature things, underworld. They pretty people. much casted a hit on his wife. And yeah, they're telling him he needs it. to kill his wife. And the one who's gone into the courthouse in present day is one of the ones there telling him he needs to kill his wife. So he pretty much hollers at him saying, I don't want to do it. And then he's like, well, just give me the bliss and I'll, I'll do it. I need to forget everything yeah. I've done. So he takes the bliss, he forgets what he's done. But He does, yeah. And there's a great scene where he sees like all the ghosts of the people he's killed like rising out of the river. How he remembers their last words were like that they yeah. were just normal people. You know, that we're just, you know, I'm just, you know. Yeah. And then the one guy who's like a voodoo dude who like pretty much embraced it as an honor, you know, like Valhalla. Yeah. He's like, it's an honor to die, you know. Um, but yeah, then it cuts to the kid at home with mum and they're running around playing in the garden. Yeah, just having the good old fun. And then the they realize, yeah, then they see, oh, dad's back earlier than we thought he would be. So the son goes in, he sees the dad. He's on the phone talking about killing his wife. Yeah, pretty much he hears the whole thing about how the dad's going to kill his mom. And yeah, so the kid, kid sneaks into the car and steals the gun and runs and tells his mom. Yep. Uh, the mom, that was an awesome panel. It's a really good panel uh, where the mom does drops the tears. You can see her heart just, like, leave her. She's now, yeah. like, numb to <laughs> ev- You can, like, she's now, like, numb to everything as she realized that her husband is so fucking consumed in the job that he does that there is nothing, you know? She knows. And she's a badass bitch, too. Like, she's she's from country. Like, you know? So, she ends up making the trek. She tries to run away all the way to Grandma's house. Right? Yeah, and they leave. The father's, like, asleep in the car. Bottle of bliss empty in his hand. So he could forget. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. There's quite a cool page. Like, the art style's really good where they're driving cross-country. And it's got, and like, it a little cut. map. And... It- it cuts back to the time now with the son and the ancient woman. Yeah, where they're running through the courthouse. Trying to hide from they... the people while they still try to get to the dad. I'm assuming yeah. he's in the cellar, right? He's in the basement. Yeah, being the cells. Yeah, they got to grandma's house, but the dad tracked them down. Yeah, grandma sees him coming from like a mile away. And the issue ends with him stood at like the end of the path, holding a gun, walking towards the house. Yeah, and then the kid's like, he has a gun, Ma. And she's like, well, so do I. Oh, no, then let him have a gun. And she's got a gun in her hands. So it's cool. Um, uh, I like this. I didn't think the mom was going to get a big part of the story in this. I did just notice that one of my pages is ripped. I'm a little fucking pissed, but it's all right. I'll live. That's literally the worst thing. Fuckers. Um, <laughs> all right. But yeah, this so, is a really good issue. The art's is cool. solid. It's, the it's a cool concept. Story like, progression's good. It takes place in a fucking filth town, too. Like, it's called Feral City, so you can kind of make out what it's yeah. about. It's just, like, dark and gloomy. Um, I'm digging it. I think it's it was a good grab, Sean. I think that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, this is very good. And tabs, then, are you okay. reading? What's up? No, Tabs is not reading. No, he's hmm. not reading Bliss. Um... And I think next week, I think we have a lesser week. I'd love to go over December solicitations too and see if we all can grab on some stuff. You know, sure. um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We got wind and we'll see how we're all feeling. Yeah, but I've got the go list over. of next week's releases up, so we'll have a look at that afterwards. Yeah, that's cool. Wind four. Uh, I thought written by was... James Tynan yeah. the fourth and art by Michael Dialinus. 
one it's funny that these are printed on such great paper like i don't know i just like you know like speed metal was made on really good paper and shit like you know yeah booms books are typically like quite well printed like high quality yeah i'm digging it um this issue is what i thought issue three was gonna be but then they backpedaled you know yeah so they're on their way yeah this is really good we've got the kids and the prince escaping through the tunnels Ugh, their dynamic is so sloppy too like they fucking hate each other you know it's so these they're like kids they're like kids trying to escape the grand plan for them you know what i mean like as you grow up like the king the prince has to become the king the gardener has to become the good you know the gardener's son has to become the gardener the elf has to be ridiculed and shamed you know so it's just like they're band of misfits and they're all like trying to break out of the city to make it to the free world and um they, you know, I thought the page was really powerful when they don't know which way to go, and you see the door just sort of looks scared. And then it flashes back to her and her mum. Yeah, and then it comes the back, way. and you see her tearing up with wind looking at her. Yeah, it's crazy that they do. All, yeah. They do tears in this pretty good too. The watery eyes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, the art's it, great in this, and the colors and everything. So we'll go through this too uh, quick too. They're running from the bandaged man who is on there, and the bandaged man smells the stink of like the magic. They can stand, and wind is magic, so he has yeah, the stink on him. Yeah, um, and Yuri, Yuri the prince basically wants him off the boat because oh, he's yes. going to lead the bandaged man right to us. It's so fucked up. It, I mean, I love how it, it, devel- it, devel- it develops, but like fuck yeah, this kid. It, it's it, it made me laugh because like they're trying to be really discreet. They're like going really slowly through the tunnels like on their boat going really slowly and carefully not to draw attention themselves then you turn the page like the bandage man's just on a speed boat going like yeah, full like, speed toward them i don't care about noise and he, he's like crouched on the back he looks like he's just about to leap off and jump onto their yeah, boat yeah, it definitely just, looks like yeah. he's ready for a leap which is hilarious yeah um so then yeah they abandon ship they go down like a side pipe and that takes them yeah. out to like the sewage dump uh which is actually like a beautiful yeah. place you know yeah it's uh, like Wildlands, trees, vines, leaves, they, flowers. They stumble across their first spritals, even though the gardener's son has seen it before. Um, yeah. This was their first thing at the evil magic that they fear so much. And they're really just cute little things. Just like innocent little magic creatures in the woods. Yeah. And then... A woman. A cre- yeah. woman bug. A bug woman. A bug an lady. insect person yeah. chose him she was to be their contact they were supposed to meet that was sick how she found them she's like I, I found you finally i was like fuck yeah thank god woman you 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 took initiative and you you noticed that shit was going down and you looked around um so that's cool she finds them she tells them she served for many years um with the duke so this is all like you know yeah it's all good there oh but i love the I'm this is the cool. best the best scene is when she says, "Where is the woman, Molly?" And the the daughter just says, "She, the bandage man, got her." And then she says, "She's your mother." And you can see it all in the eye expression, you know. Um, and she says yes, and she just gives him a hug and says, "I understand." I'm like, it's almost like that bug mom, yep. that or that bug lady is a good mother, you know, or at least it's cool. And that's a doggy. I love that. Yeah, I'm distracted by the dog. Yeah, I love the doggy. Yeah, what a, what a good little mutt. That's so funny. Um, all right. Then, like I said, they question about the Spritals, and she says they are children of the forest. They're innocent, you know, yeah. pretty much. Uh, they start a fire to keep them away. Then they, you know, everybody should go to sleep. Wind can't sleep. They have the conversation about... Um, yeah, about magic and, like, how magical creatures are treated in Northport. Right. 
and we see that stuff isn't as good elsewhere in the world like she's from eastwood and they're at war with the vampires in the west <laughs> yeah i thought that was crazy so there's a lot going on in this world. It, it's really building a world and it's yeah. Doing a, yeah it's pretty cool um let's see i'm gonna say the wind smile on all their children not just the people yes right they make it to the next day they make it to like the overhead where they're gonna see yeah, their location this page is gorgeous yeah yeah they nailed this weird palette dude we really weird palette yeah. it looks like 19 like 60s hobbit cartoon shit colors i don't know it's weird it's very colorful very like pastel yeah um and like but like when it's nighttime as well the dark colors really play well with the art style as well hell dude hell yeah they oh they definitely do it almost yeah. it almost like takes on a different shade or some shit they just like they pop yeah. differently because of the dark um all right so they make it to the overhead they're gonna try to spot the boat but the problem is is that it's the bandaged been, man and all yeah, his men are there they're already there so sh the the ladybug is that's her name right now it's ladybug that's yeah, what ladybug. Call her. i don't the think we've got a name for it yeah, the ladybug she offers to fly each person individually to the boat which is in a mile offshore the problem is she can only take one at a time so the first thing is this stupid fucking prince kid just being a fucking moron that kid's pissing me off right now but i'm glad he they end up taking the lady molly's what's the the daughter's name oakley oakley first yeah she goes first and wind is left alone with the gardener who he has a love interest with so like wind is gay well what i'm assuming um yeah and then yurik is a douchebag and they have this conversation about how like yurik thinks he's like i'm doing everything to save you fucking magical people by running away from home and this and then wind pretty much hits him with the yeah so many fucking people have died for you to get to this point you jackass this isn't just about you and the things that you're doing so you know wind walks off which i don't know if that instinctly made the bandage man smell him because of the tears or something you know it almost seemed like because of his frustration all of a sudden the bandage possibly yeah you know, just, maybe it's uh, sort of like superpowers where you get emotional and they sort of and they, yeah they kind of bleed out yeah. of you it's just the, the smell you know it's like yeah he's doing the mating dance you know you yeah. letting out the pheromones <laughs> um so then he has the conversation with the gardener and he pretty much opens up to the gardener even though i still think the gardener child is still um super innocent and ignorant to the fact that yeah. he actually really likes him like likes him in a love interest fashion but he tells him that i just wanted to be a normal kid and i wanted to be able to like take you out to dinner and shit stuff like that it was yeah. cool i really like that those i mean i'm like it's, yeah I'm, I'm going it's a really hard moment yeah i'm going through it quickly but it's really awesome and it's yeah. exactly what i wanted i was waiting for that conversation to happen so yeah really and cool. i wasn't expecting it to happen so soon no me neither i'm glad it did because but now i'm wondering you know they're pretty much gonna have dinner when they make it home or when they get to a safe place yeah. which is cool i want to and know. one of them's like a 20 year old guy and like the other's like an 11 year old kid so it's it, it's obviously not going to happen but it's like this fantasy of a child right are you sure he's 20 are you sure he's oh, not he, just a he, big he's, kid? he's significantly older than okay Wind. we'll say oh okay okay he, he's the age difference is enough to be illegal yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well uh 12 and uh elven years is ancient so you know <laughs> um all right so pretty much the bandage man sends them and wind just fucking takes off and he's like you know what i'm gonna yeah. lead them off for your fucking scent you guys are gonna get to the boat don't worry i'm gonna be there one day yeah so and pretty cool i loved it it's crazy awesome. and i think it's gonna change how the prince sees 
wind. Oh, 100%. He just made another sacrifice for him. That's another yeah. fucking sacrifice for this jackass. So that's yeah. where we're at. Um, that was This is such a good book. Yeah, I'm digging it. I really think yeah. you guys are. It's fun. It's very. It's cartooning, but not really. It's not like anime. And it, it handles cartoon. heavy subjects as well in a very yeah. good way. It's pretty much tackling Dennis. Really well. Yeah, I would say. I would say he's. Um, I mean, he's like literally like he's even like tackling like genocide and the thing. You know what I mean? Like really? the concept of yeah, like the concept of genocide and like rem- just because they're magical creatures, yeah, should be a like from how these because magical creatures are like. Even if 1% is bad, then we have to kill them all type shit. You know, that concept's yeah. always interesting. Um, Jesus. Yeah, so it's deep. It's it's definitely deep, dark. Yeah, cool. and it's interesting that, like, Wind is a gay character, but that's not the reason he's being outcast and treated differently. But it's funny... Uh, he's, he's an outsider, but not because he's gay. It, but in its in its weird sense, I don't I don't I mean like this is this is like to take it way too deep. But I'm saying it's almost like yeah, that's why it's almost like it's like a double entendre if that's a proper application of that word. But like he's gay and he's elven, and it's almost like that's the you know the relatability of like being like the outcast or whatever. It's almost sure. like it's almost like the double correlation or some shit. That um, makes sense because James Tynion is bisexual, so I'm wondering if that's like some of the inspiration I, behind I, it. Yeah, I think a hundred. I think totally, yeah, definitely. and I think that's sick. I think he should continue to involve his. He, he, so, like him being bisexual means he comes from a different world than I do mentally and stuff. You know what I mean? And like, I want to. If you're going to be a writer and you're you you come from a different place, like if you come from the hood, you're going to write a certain way. Like you know, that's. This is where you get sure. rap and stuff. And he's he's writing all these things in a way it doesn't feel forced. No. Sure. No, it feels so natural. It's like really yeah. good. It doesn't feel what's what are those what are those two what's Marvel doing again? What are those Oh Snowflake and Safe Space. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel like that. So that's you know Dude, I, that book has not come out yet and everybody has shit all over it and it's still not come out and I am butthurt that it is not like I want to get it so bad just because it's so ridiculous. I just feel like yeah. I I don't I don't usually like I'm not I'm not offended or anything by by shit um but I just look at that just based on just the artwork alone and I say that's the most racist offensive shit like you you must think I'm stupid is what I'm saying like I, I find okay. it like you yeah you must fucking think I'm stupid because I you know just by looking at that I'm like dude just the just the photo of them I'm like this is there's no no fucking way seen, this is uh, the onion making fun of that no, but that sounds funny because <laughs> really I could see them. Rip. They, uh, they write a fake article saying Marvel to come out with new character Cuckold, who is very excited about his power. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Um, I would actually like to take this time to recommend some reading. Um, for if sure. You guys don't mind. Yeah, good. Yeah, hit us up. So I've got these two books that I've been reading for a minute now. This one is tied into the Black Hammer universe. This is called Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy. It's still written by Jeff Lemire. Who is in complete control of the uh, Black Hammer universe? Black Hammer has been something I want to get into because it does look cool, but I just haven't got around to it yet. So yeah. you got to take it with a bit of a grain of salt because the art style is very different. I really like it, and I think yeah, I've cool. seen the art and it looks quite good. Yeah, like I like um, it. Yeah, it's very much Jeff Lemire has said. I actually do love superheroes, so this has been. Some people are going to think I'm making fun of it, but I actually do really love superheroes, and this is my idea and my take of the superhero universes and what they're like basically it's kind of like if alan moore didn't like shit all over superheroes um it's really good 
Yeah, instead of shitting yep. on them, he just takes it into his light. Like, I see what you're saying. Like, Alan yeah. Moore shitted, he shat on superheroes shat like on. this, where this guy is giving his interpretation of superheroes. It's different. He's not directly shitting on them. He's just saying, this is how I view them to appear in the world. And it also deals with a lot of very adult themes. Um, the other one I wanted to recommend is uh, The Last God by Philip Kennedy Johnson. This That's is my favorite thing. black label book right now. Uh, Craven's reading that as well. Yeah. So if you okay. want to discuss it at some point. That's, I, um... Isn't there another... Guys... Wait, wait. Isn't there a last... A new Last God black label coming out? And it's called, like, Last God, and it has a second... Or... Yes, it's going to be a one-shot that's going to be coming out. It's a one-shot, okay, because I thought I saw that. And it, was it called The Virgins or something? Something like I don't Virgins? Um, I'll have to look into that, but it's... Uh, I think it's just like a tie-in issue to what's going on, okay. but it has been really, really good. Um, I didn't start playing um, Dungeons & Dragons until this uh, year, and this has definitely fulfilled some of that same desire that I have for it, and it's been very, very, very pleasant. It's... Uh, you said you just recently started playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not loving. Have you seen? Um, I think I've posted this. I I don't think it's necessarily Dungeons and Dragons. It, it, it's it's like some form of it. But Hellboy is getting a tabletop role playing game. That's like a that. yeah. I would be down to play. We should have a bonus episode where we all jam on that if that's possible. I'd love to do sure. that. Um, I started I also, playing with a friend of mine who actually lives in Seattle as well. Oh, right that's kind of funny. Yeah. It, uh, might in Richmond, it, might be, it might be Ty. Maybe you've been talking to him this whole time. Mask <laughs> him. Um, <laughs> so I was also thinking for another bonus. Uh, if you guys really like... No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, if you guys like um, Tolkien and like that dark fantasy style stuff, this kind of feeds into that, and it really is a very, very, very fresh take on some very dark fantasy style stuff. Um, sounds sick, though. So, how how deep is that right now? What's that? How, how how deep is that run right now? It's only in uh, issue nine right now, and it just came out this week. Um, Dude, I'm looking at the Skull Digger. I think I'm going to get on that. I really like like I'm looking at issue three, just the cover of it. I'm like, dude, that looks sick. So the cool thing about School Digger is that you don't need to read any of the other Black Hammer stuff in order to enjoy this. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, I'm yeah. then all right, I'll probably hop on this then and read this for at least next time. You know, one's like let's see when the next it let's so four just came out. Okay. By by five when when five comes out, I'll be caught up on it. That's what I'll do. Cool. And then when five we'll talk about it when five drops. Um next. I was thinking of a nice bonus episode. Uh, I still haven't figured out how to work out this. We'll, we'll figure out the Patreon stuff for now. I just we're just jamming. But for a bonus episode, I think we should take Ty's hot take on the Dark Knight trilogy and we should have a nice discussion because I'm almost I'm almost on your side. So like I would love to have. I also don't like the 1989 Batman. No, that's OK, because I'm kind of on your side. I am very particular. So like, all right, I just think we'll talk about that later but i think it's a good idea i think it'd be a fun like 20 minute conversation to see everybody's point of view i want to hear what you have to say and then i want everybody's rebuttals about it and if they agree let's do full episode reviews for them (laughs) oh my gosh now well based on what ty has to say he may not want to he may say they're not worth full episode reviews (laughs) Um, i think i'm just gonna piss off sean the whole time he's just gonna no, that's why I don't bring up Snyder. I leave Snyder out of it because I don't need him to get shit on. He's like my my dude, you know, like Zack Snyder. I leave him off the co- I leave I try to leave him off the table because I love him. 
and I know people so, hate him. So it's funny like, enough, I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder, but I respect that he actually has an appreciation for a lot of the Batman stuff. Dude, he's super. That's what. That's all I say is he is super uh, deep and enveloped in his stuff. Like if I oh, don't yeah. think there's, I don't think there's somebody who can say that he's lazy. I'm like I don't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't really, say that at all. It's just you either like him and I, his style. I or think you don't. he he needs better writers. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna be not, honest I just, with you. I think he ends not, up doing a lot of the time, like a lot of the writing ends up no. being. Oh, it's what? It's um, I forget the guy's name. It's the same guy who uh, wrote and directed Blade Three. Um, he's been writing a lot of the stuff. He's the same writer who wrote um, Batman, Superman, and he wrote Chris Terrio. Um, he wrote the uh, Christopher Nolan stuff as well. I don't like him. David Goya. Yeah. David Goya. I've heard that name. Okay. Yeah, not a fan. He's uh, he's very hackneyed, and I'm just I'm over him. Um, he is part of the reason Jeff Johns got into comics. Really? What? I can't remember. I can't remember the whole story, but they co-wrote Justice Society together, like 2001, 2002. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, didn't he write something before that too? I mean, I think that he wrote something before Justice Society. They were, they co-wrote that together, but I think his earliest stuff was like Day of Judgment and something else. I can't remember what it was. I don't remember. Um, I'm going to go over my poll real quick of next week because I just noticed we have three Jokers number two. Pretty cool. Yep. I'm ready. Um, we have the Wonder Woman 763. We have the Avengers 36, but I haven't caught up on that, so that's just something. I'm reading that, so uh, I, would I, love, I would love to hear it. So then there's the Department of Truth, number one. I would hope yep. everybody just kind of tried it. It sounds really oh, cool. It sounds trippy, you know, like a trippy, weird concept. Yeah. Um, Ludocrats number five, baby. No, I'm just messing with you. Fuck <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <that> <laughs> um, Fuck, dude. I actually really like Kieran Gillen too, which fucking bothers me. But anyway, um, we have Mercy Tabs. Very excited. Yeah, Mercy that number up. six. Very cool. And hopefully, Tabs after Mercy, I would like you to seek out another one or a number one or a good. St- I mean, I'm gonna do Catwoman with you. I'll do that. But um, I'd like to find another woman based one to read you know so we'll have to find another one after that um and then texas blood number four so that's what you know, I'm yeah. that. say it again i'm gonna hop on that because i mean that did seem interesting what yeah that texas blood is pretty cool texas texas blood yeah yeah it, it's yeah. pretty cool and so we found out that it's not a five it's an ongoing Right? That's, oh. what we, that's what we found out. Um, it's going to be... Didn't... Yeah, they've solicited up until the end of the first story arc, but I believe it's going to still go. In. I believe okay. it's still going to keep going. I don't know. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, yeah. Interesting. You should definitely catch up on it because it is cool. It's like, it's good crime. It's good, you know, good crime shit. Yeah. Um, I like the old man. It's like an old man sheriff. It's it's neat. Um, did I miss anything, Sean, for like the bulk um, community shit? got a few things i'll mention so we've got x factor number four which is the next chapter of x of swords mm-hmm. <clears throat> Wait, what do you mean what do you mean what do you mean like it's a crossover okay but that's x of swords 2 is what you're saying Basically. yeah x of oh, swords okay. part two is x factor number four okay i need to know i need to know that's so how i read it because uh, so you're telling me it's not going to be called so is there an x of swords 2 then or no this is X of Swords yeah. 2, literally. I, in the 22-bit run, yeah. this is the next one. Okay. Is, yeah. All right, I there is sure. a list at the end of yeah, there is. the yeah, X of Swords issue yeah. from today. I'm just going to yeah. send you a... I'll send yeah. a 
True Petra. that. Give me Man, that map, though, really fucking reminds me of, like, Borderlands. It's hilarious. Uh, yes, um, I sent the list of the first 11 chapters. Um, there it is. We've... Um, what else we've got? Uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal Multiverse's End tie-in. Written by Tynan. Okay. Um, oh, dude, I get there's, it. I, I see how they're doing this X of Sword shit. Go ahead. Uh, there's Batman Joker War Zone, which is a tie-in to Joker War. Mm. Um, whoa, there's whoa, whoa. the immortal. Wait, is Batman bi-weekly usually? Yes. Yes. So what? Batman's skipping this one because of the tie-in? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Don't know. I'm just wondering. But yeah, this one has a story written by John Ridley in it, as well as a Joshua Williamson story and Tynan story as well. So it should be interesting. Uh, we've got The Immortal Hulk, The the Threshing Place, number one, which is just a one-shot written by Jeff Lemire. Yep. Oh, shit, I'll pick that up. Oh, Yeah, I I'll check that, that out as well. I gotta write that in. What was it called? And the Threshing? Yeah, The, the Threshing Place. All right, cool. It's a weird um, name. Yeah. There's also Justice League Annual 2, if anyone wanted to check that out it oh, yeah just for solicit it sounds quite cool it's like a murder mystery inside the hall of justice or something mm. that sounds pretty dope written by robert vendetti so i'm sorry i can't multitask what was it <laughs> what? Uh, justice league annual 2 and okay. i think it's like a murder mystery inside the hall of justice oh shit that sounds cool damn it's like a simpsons episode you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like the halloween special um, um yeah, it says it's a locked room murder mystery. Damn. That's oh, cool. are you guys not reading them? No, I, need to I, catch missed up. Out, I missed out on the Donnie shit, and like I was, it's too far now, and I'm like, fuck, I'll wait for... Yeah, I, I've it. read up until Absolute Carnage, and I need to start Venom Island. It's very good. I've yeah, heard. It was I've really good. Donnie, I just sort of, Donnie is a really yeah. good writer, man. I'm, he's a really I'm a, good writer. I'm a big fan he of he's he's my up and comer. So he actually has said, I'm not leaving Marvel until I write Spider Man. When he starts Spider Man, I will fucking read number one and on. I would oh my yeah. god, dude, if that's his next go, I guarantee you it is his next go. He's probably so, dude, dude, the way he did the cosmos so like there's a cosmic Marvel, uh Donnie Cates called Co- Cosmic Marvel Omnibus coming out where it's literally just yeah. like Donnie Cates. It's like I I think it's like Yes. Ghost Rider. Yeah, uh, into the yeah, Thanos yeah. run, into the yeah. Silver Surfer Black, into whatever. I think there was one other, maybe Doctor Strange in the he beginning. He does of really good stuff. So I wonder if he's going to do, he did like the absolute carnage to the Venom to the Spider-Man. You know what I mean? He's making his way through it. Oh, man, I would fucking love if he did Spider-Man. He yeah. says that he's going to be doing um, Venom for years. So he said I it's mean, a where... long run. I heard it's a long oh, yeah. run. Uh, he's so also... we can He's also doing something called Bully Wars that I wish I got caught. I wish I started on. Uh, I think, or is, wait, is Bully Wars? That's not Scotty Young. I think it's, I think it's Donny Cates. It's, it's on Image, I think, but it just sounded cool. It's like, I was also, cross- wait, did you say crossover? We have to read. Yeah, that's something we need. No, we need to read that though. When does that no, drop? Bully, Bully Wars is Scotty Young. Scotty Young. That's right. Oh no, yeah, cross- Donny Cates is redneck. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Donny Cates is redneck. I want to, I collected. I have the first four. Four trades i want to read it um crossover number one is november 4th okay 
Yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, just another thing on solicits, if anyone's interested. Batman Superman annual number one. Oh, okay. Um, what is that for Super- next week, you're uh, saying? Yeah, next week okay, or this yeah, coming week. Okay. Um, Batman and Superman are forced to fight by Mixy Pitalik and Batmite. So it might be hot. an issue. I don't yeah. like that Mixy Pitalik guy. He fucking ruined my 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 Superman ex- reborn experience. It was so fucking trippy. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> Question for you guys. Sure. How do you guys feel? Because I, I might actually read that annual. I'd be interested. But how do you guys feel about Shang Chi? I know the movie's coming out, so they're coming out with a new There's number a one. Number one. I mean, uh, that's the thing. Like, I if you let's all see the creative wanted, team. If if you all read it, I would give the number one. Ooh, for sure. ooh, Jin Dun Yang. <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. Okay. Is that next? I know week? nothing about Shang Chi, but Jin Lun Yang. Yes. He hasn't had a comic for years. Sorry. He hasn't had a comic for years. Yeah, well, I'll be honest with you. His comic, uh, I've read some of his golden or silver age shit or whatever it's called, silver bronze. Dude, it sucks. I feel bad. Shang Chi's such a cool dude. Shang Chi's a cool character. Like I like martial arts. I think that shit's dope. Uh, I really hope in this they showcase. I don't know, dude. I don't know how to explain like Shang Chi. It was just terrible. It's a, it's a weird. I, I don't even care. Like me, I'm a. I don't care about the ra- like. It's. I'm just saying. It's like this racist fucking. That's not even the issue. It's just so stereotypical into like the 1970s approach to like Asian culture and shit. You're like, this isn't like. It could be so much better because I like, go watch Samurai Jack. I'm like, that shit's better. You know what I mean? Like just. That's your Like that shit was cooler. Like they nailed it. I just feel like it was so like. It's so typical. You're like shit's boring so i'm i'm i, I would love to give shang chi a chance because i think he's a cool character yeah i love um, the writer so i'm gonna give that a go all right i'll pull it amen there's cool. um there's also like it's like characters like iron fist like he fucking sucks in the comics dude but he has this one fucking uh, he has this dude but he has this storyline that gets he sucks about- in the netflix show too it's yeah, I did not watch it. I did not. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. But I'm saying, but Iron Fist has some cool fucking storylines where he like delves into like the seven kingdoms of Iron Fists from different fucking dimensions or some shit. And they, really, I'm just saying, they meet Matt like, Fraction and Ed Brubaker did a story with Iron Fist. And oh, come on. If Brubaker yeah. does something, there's like, no such thing as a bad character. Yeah. Just characters who haven't had a good writer yet. Just fucking Brubaker. All right. I'll actually check out the Brubaker run because oh. like. He's that reminds me, when is Pulp coming out? Ed Brubaker's got that graphic novel coming out. It's already out. We, wa- what? we read it. We read Pulp, it. Yeah. You should read it. Yes! We'll talk- I would, I'll talk about it again. I liked it. You should check it out. Yeah, Pulp. And he dropped another uh, one got, called Something He's got Cruel something else Summer. coming out in a Cruel, few weeks. I'm just Cruel looking for Summer, now. Something like that, right? Um, cool Summer? Reckless. It's called Cruel oh, Summer, I think. That's part of Criminal. Like the oh, first right. arc of Criminal or something. I'm not sure. I love Criminal. I literally have every Ed Brubaker independent comic. Dude, I'm trying. I, I, they just resolicited. So apparently, Brubaker's Captain America run in the Omnibus is like rare. You can't collect them anymore. They're like four hundred dollars online. They just mm-hmm. announced that they were relisting like the first of his five Omnibuses for Captain America, and I'm just like, I can't wait to read them because I'm a huge fan of Captain America, and I've heard Brubaker like just fucking killed it, like. His shit is just espionage, you know, Captain America it's, espionage. It's some of the best stuff you'll ever read, yeah, honestly. I I'm can't even stupid. explain why. Yeah, I don't even know. But when when I read Pulp, um, I know Sean didn't like it. Well, Sean liked it. He just 
He had a couple beefs I, with some. He had some. Yeah, forced, I had some conceptual forced, problems with it. Like some forced notions that were implied. Yeah. Um. It, it was well enough written. I think still it liked it. Would have, it, it would have benefited cool. from being a bit longer. I think. Yeah, true that. But you know what he did? He just really told the story of an old man who lived quite a life. You know, and I'm just like, damn, yeah. bro, it's pretty good, pretty fucking. <laughs> it's it's cool how he does that. So, okay. I'm super down for if Brubaker gets any more. Uh, Keep an eye out for anything number one. Yeah, well, there's in December, there's another graphic novel coming out called Reckless. Yeah, that was the other one I saw. By Brie Baker and Phillips. Yeah, that was the yeah. other one I saw. Yeah, by Phillips as well. It's like the team. Yeah. Oh, also, cool. going back to that Texas Blood, it is the artist on that is Sean Phillips' brother, who's also been coloring his work recently on Criminal and reckless and oh, pulp. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You know what my only complaint about Sean Phillips is? Is that. Every face that he draws is literally his face. That's I it. haven't seen him. Oh, shit. That's funny. So he's like using it. He's looking in the mirror to make his uh, yes. renders, his renders. That's, hey, what are you going to do? You got to do it when somehow. And just be like, oh, my God, that's literally him in every comic. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, I tend I to see, see that. Tom, I tend yeah, to see, I can see that. I tend to see lately Tom King. Uh, made appearances i feel like in strange adventures the first one he he puts himself in there he's like one of the fans who walks up um he was in mr miracle 12 yeah exactly he was in 12 mr miracle i think he was issue one of strange adventures he was uh one of the fans who gets a signature you can clearly see it's him because he's wearing like a fucking batman shirt or something and he looks like tom king you're like that's him um i like that stuff i think it's cool to do that but you have to think you have to think tom king's the writer so that's the artist doing that for him you know and that's neat that's a good good i see the one you mean that looks like tom king but it also looks like someone else um and then um are we excited when does rorschach drop just so we can keep an eye out for that mid-october i think Ooh, did, you, did, did you guys hear that he will be bringing back the watchman i don't know what the fuck that means yeah. i just know he's well i sent the yeah, picture to the group chat of how what? did you well one i kind of actually i do wish that mitch garage garrods right garrods i wish he was doing the art just because he's phenomenal and i actually but jorge fornes is really good and it's got that I classic gonna, style I, yeah i was gonna say that panel you sent me was actually amazing like for me i thought that was i'm like i don't need the watchmen to be like that like you know that iron man issue we just read it was just like fun like just tight ass artwork and shit like i don't need it to look like that i want it to kind of look old that's like a lot of the reasons why i love watchmen is because when I pick it up and read it, it's like, dude, Gibbons killed it. That dude mm-hmm. killed the art. And it's like, and like, you, you can say like, yeah, there's amazing artists out there who can do 10 times better of like, if you were to do about like structural or whatever, you're going to go into about like the dimensions of art and shit. But like, nah, Gibbons nailed the story art. Like, it's, yeah. yes. the, the fucking colors on Mars are perfect. I'm just like, dude, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, like um, you just saying that, like there are some art that like, matches some stories that won't look good on other stories 100 percent. um and, so yeah I, I read the swamp thing the absolute swamp thing by alan moore and a lot of people's beef was that the original artwork had been redone and touched up you know how they do that digitized like recoloring personally i like the touched up shit better than the old stuff i don't know why but in I watchmen think, yeah. it was the opposite i was like don't fucking touch this art you know, like just it looks great the way it was. So I, I'd actually. Like so to I, see- I know that a lot of people kicked off over 
Killing Joke's recoloring. Yeah, like, okay, so in the Absolute version, they have a recolored and the an original. And the funny thing is, in the Absolute, the original is actually printed on, like, the shitty paper, you know? So you can, like, feel it in the paper. Like, you're like, whoa, this this paper feels like, um, what is it like? What is it relatable to? It's, it's like different. a, yeah, yeah, it's, like, so different. And then, like, when you flip to the other half of the book, all the, all the pages are, like, glossed over real, they feel so much heavier and shit, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they, in the absolute, they offered both, so I'm fine with it, but I, in The Killing Joke, I read the original art, you know? I liked it better, so. Was that Gibbons? No, that was, um... Okay. Boland. What, what is there anything else that Gibbons has done that I should be read that I should Recently, read? Yes. There was an ex uh, machina series with uh, oh, ex machina. Like, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think I, that was an omnibus I wanted to look into. It's Brian K. Vaughn. Um, it's being made into a show. Oh, really? Yeah, children. Cool. What? He also did some stuff with Mark Miller, didn't he? I could be wrong. Um, yes, a couple yeah. things. Some of us are saying Millar, and some of us are saying Miller. What? Which do we know? Which one he is? I, I'll as, I know that it's as an Englishman, it is Miller. Okay. Is Even he, though it's spelled with an A, he, he, he he's Scottish. All right, that's fair enough. You're closer. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're closer. We'll give you say. <laughs> yeah, because in Scotland it'd be pronounced Miller as well. Cool. Okay. Dang. All right. Hell yeah. So oh. everybody feel good about this week. We're good. Yeah. yeah, we talked it up. Um, I know Sean. Later on, maybe tomorrow or whatever, whenever you find time, you want to post up the weekly stuff so we have it. You know, like our our weekly read. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you'll pin it or whatever. Um, yeah. All right, I think we're gonna do it live next time, which is fun. Do it live. Yeah, doing it. Fuck it, we're doing it live. So I think that'll be fun. Um, um just quickly, mm -hmm. what was it we were reading next week? So Wonder Woman Justice League Annual, maybe. Mm -hmm. Batman Three Jokers. Um. You guys weren't discussing Avengers, were you? Yeah, I would like it to be brought um, up. I'm reading it right now. Um, I don't know if anybody else is reading it. I have it collected. I haven't read into it, but I would like to hear it where it's at anyway, because I've been hearing each, okay. each, each issue I know what's going on. So it's I'll like, add it well to the list then. Uh, I'm interested okay. in this Moon this moon Knight shit, you know, because I think that's what's been going on with the Conchu shit, right? Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anything else, Sean? Uh, I think that's it. I'll add a list if people want to add stuff onto it. Go for it. But yeah. Cool. 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 Okay. Um, all right. Well, Tabs, are you still with us? Are you alive? Did you make it through this all? You crazy man. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm here. You play video games again? Yeah. He's, a, the, he's, he's got it down to a science, I bet. Well, <laughs> Tabs, it was good to have you. We'll find some more stuff. Did you hear what I said about the once we finished Mercy? I'd like to find another woman like main character run like a number one we could start you know something. yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, try to, we'll try to find something i mean spider woman's on issue five. Ooh, that's so. not too bad so maybe maybe it, well you know what i did say catwoman too i'll be reading Catwoman yeah. with you so i'm that's sorry cool. issue four just came out the issue one might i don't know okay issue ones are weird so that's something to we'll we'll keep it into consideration then as i look once yeah. once like Next week when Mercy ends, I'm literally going to go on a hunt to try to find to see if there's any future number ones in the next month or two that look interesting. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right, Tabs. I know you don't want to shout out anything. You can follow. You can get Tabs out of the Discord if you pay the dollar fee. Once we get that shit set up, you can talk to Tabs personally. 
He's got his meme game. It's hard. It's one with the force. So super hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean, where can they find you? Um, Twitter and Instagram, Sean.Walsh747. Hell yeah. And Ty, where can they find you? You can find mine. It's Talking About Comics. It's uh, Talking With No G, Bout With No A, and Comics With An X at the end on oh, yeah. Twitter. We do have name tags this time, so you guys will see that we have like your your tag plus a little Twitter symbol. Sean's doing it up. We're going to get it a little better, I know. If, if you guys yeah, want to pick, a, rough one pick yeah. a character, maybe we can even have like a little character in the little banner that the name tag is in, which would be cool. Um, so, cool. you know, pick your favorite character, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. But, you know, you can follow me at Fleece Fist on Instagram. I just post photos of comics. Um, but all right. See you guys. Bye later. We'll, we'll catch cool. you the next time. Yeah.